Hello everybody, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 13. Hopefully not unlucky number 13. I am joined by living proof that you can in fact judge books by their covers. Josh, Steve, and Seth, say hi everyone. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Hi everyone. I'm going to choose to take that as an insult to Josh. <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought he was just going to stop at Josh. <laughs> yeah, just introduce one at a time. <laughs> uh, no, we don't have a deep dive this week, but we do have a game that, was, that did come out more recently than three years ago. So hooray for relevancy. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, first up though, uh, we need our what to samsung do this week check in with seth what's the latest i didn't go last weekend because uh, things were kind of busy and hectic at home so i'm going to uh sort of samsung hq this saturday to sort out my phone all the way in korea <laughs> yeah all the way in korea i am going to go slap the president of uh, samsung directly which korea is it but is it in korea actually it might be in taiwan no i, th- I thought it was a south korean company isn't it i thought so yeah i'm pretty sure samsung is a south korean i don't company. know where the hq is based these days it doesn't really matter uh pretty sure that's south korea anyway uh that's fine unfortunately this means that we have three minutes of content to fill so what do you got for us seth uh i can do a song and dance <laughs> yeah that'll translate really well on audio yeah the the uh, the interpretive dance uh was was fantastic thank you for that uh no that's fine um i can't I... believe you went that low <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most people i can't believe i went that high most, most people's <laughs> spines break at that angle <laughs> um Okay, uh, random question for the group then. What is the last film you saw in cinemas? Spider-Man. Uh, I have no idea. Spider-Man? Yeah, it was Spider-Man for me. Oh, actually, I, I watched uh, the Demon Slayer movie, so that was really good. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man. Oh, What's it like being wrong, Josh? <laughs> I was right being wrong. I watched the better movie. <laughs> no, you didn't. Whoa, that is debatable. Whoa, whoa. Hold, <laughs> hold on there. I did read that arc though, and that arc is really good in the uh, Demon Slayer. The arc was very good. The movie, it's a, yeah, better. it's a good movie. Animation and even when, quality, oh. yeah, and when, even when they ported it to an episode series, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it was still really good. I basically watching it the second time, and it still hit me. All right, well, uh, seeing as we don't have a tech update this week, I guess we will just go straight into round the lounge. Uh, this is now, I think, our fastest any percent round the lounge speedrun record. So. Uh, that's going to be a tough one to beat in future episodes, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, around the lounge, we will start with Steve. What you been up to? Um, I've been playing a bit of uh, Halo Infinite. Well, technically, I've been playing that since it came out. never really stopped. Uh, it's playing it an it. infinite amount, perhaps? Yeah, I guess, I, I guess you could say that. Um, one infinite that. content. <laughs> <laughs> one or two hours a day is what I'd really say. Um, but I've been playing that, and I've also gotten into Slay the Spire, because one of my... A friend of mine, a good friend of the show, Tom, recommended it for me, and... I expected a different thing with that game, and um, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I do find it entertaining that we have all these games that have come out recently, like D- uh, Dying Light 2, Elden Ring coming out soon, um, the latest Horizon Zero Dawn entry. But instead, last week, we're like, man, Control from 2019 was good. And then you looked at that and went, man, I wonder what else came out ages ago, and then picked something from 2017. So good job. I think we're moving backwards, but that's cool. We'll get into that. The uh, trick so is I'm not paying you. full price for a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. It's on Game Pass too, Slay the Spire, isn't it? It is on, yes, very good. It yeah, is on Game Pass. Another shout out. Yes, us X-Bros, man, we're, we're always on top. Always. <laughs> game Pass. It's even on Game Pass for PC, so 10 out of 10. Take it Exactly, time, both consoles. X-Bros and the PC Master Race together at last. Glad to hear it. We will discuss that soon. Saf, what have you been up to? Uh, I played through all of Guardians of the Galaxy. I touched on it a little bit last week, but... One, I was feeling pretty down from my COVID booster shot, and two, I was still pretty early into it, so I didn't want to get too 
into it. But uh, now that I've actually finished the game, I can give my full thoughts on that. Oh, you know what would have been what would have been really smart if we big brained it and said, um, if you want to hear more of Seth's thoughts last week, uh, go back and listen to next week's episode. Man, that would have been that would have been a baller move if I'd thought of that last week. Oh well, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, anything else or just guardians? Uh, just guardians. Fair enough. And last, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for last, but still least. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I've played a couple of hours of the new Voice of Cards game because I was really keen to play that. Um, and then for some reason, I played a couple of hours of Mario Kart, but we don't really need to discuss that. And uh, spent the rest of the week sick. So how good? Did you get the new DLC tracks? Uh, well, they're not out yet. All right then. But that I, wasn't um... what he asked. <laughs> well, I can't get them because they're well, not out yet. So you didn't get them. It's fine. Just yeah, say no. I didn't get like them. you have. No, just say no. <laughs> Yeah, Technically, he does have them because I he's do. got the Nintendo uh, subscription enhanced edition. But um, yeah, so when they do come out, he'll have them day one. I got Nintendo one Online plus you new. Technically, you could just go back and like onto the other Mario Kart games and just play them. So no extra cost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could I could just pull out my phone and play them right now. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it costs money to go back and play those games if you don't already own them. I never had an N64, so... Did anybody tell him about emulation, or...? No, nah, we'll, we'll get to that in the future, so it's a secret. Excuse me, what, what, what is that word? Uh, <laughs> we, we, we only pay for Nintendo games around here. We, we do not endorse piracy of their products. Mr. Bowser, if you're listening, please turn it off. I've only heard of emulation through Nintendo's lawyers. Yo, does also, Mr. Bowser, the guy that got sent to a literal prison for... The... Yeah, Doug... Is it yeah. Doug Bowser or is Doug Bowser no. the CEO? I can't remember. Doug Bowser's the CEO. Um, yeah. The other dude, I don't know what his first name is. Everyone just called him Bowser. And Doug Dimmodome is the owner of the Dimstel Dimmodome. Yeah. <laughs> I said. <laughs> it was good. It was uh, good. I didn't know if that was a transition or not. So I didn't, I didn't <laughs> we, will, we will make it work. Uh, all right. Dan, so son. in that case, uh, shall we start with your week, Josh? Um, yeah, there's not really much to it. Um, I think I'm still the only one that's played any voice of cards game out of us, right? Uh, yeah. For now, yes. But now, yes, okay. I'm very keen on getting them, uh, but uh, I need to wait a little bit. Too many things out at the moment. Yeah, Isle of Dragon Roars is on my list. It's just a matter of money and time, and I have neither. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I kind of shielded the first one. Um, and th this one is, like I was saying last week, pretty much more of the same. Um, I didn't realize that uh, the actual voice actor actually changed though, which is rather strange because the, all the characters slash the story is told through one voice in the first game. And the same is true for this one, but they actually just chose a different person and I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't really like the new voice actor to start with, but it kind of grew on me. Um, so anyway, th this one's called Voice of Cards of Forsaken Ma uh, Maiden. And you go around to various islands and meet the, the several maidens on these islands. And it's kind of like, it's almost like the Pokemon games for Sun and Moon where you do like a trial to kind of help them. Um, and then they effectively uh, just stop being your party members through the story. So rather than, or at least that's my understanding of it from what they've shown, um, rather than having like a static party like the first game, you can't actually change the equipment on most of your party members and party members drop in and out at like, like almost traditional Final Fantasy kind of style where they'd appear for something their sequence would be done and then they'd go continue their story elsewhere um so that, that's kind of cool that's really the only change uh the ost is still amazing um and obviously being yoko taro there's a lot of near elements in this not just from the dlc but you sort of go into like this alternate land and it's very much 
You, you guys have all played Automata, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know I haven't the, finished like, it, but yeah, played a bit of it. Oh, okay. You might not know what I'm talking about then, but at one point in Automata, you go to like, uh, I don't really know how to describe it other than like a digital kind of cube world and everything is like made out of those like white cubes and stuff. Yes. Um, You sort of have like one of those moments in this where you go into like this weird world and there's all these different like texts saying like, you know, like depression or anxiety or whatever. Um, And it's got like all of this like wrapped up emotion and you sort of fight through the, the emotions of that Um, and everything's in like grayscale. So that, that was kind of cool. Um, what if the emotions win? I don't know. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> cool. i don't know I'm, I'm still living out i'm still fighting my battle um but <laughs> is it but, like uh, a disney movie it inside cool. out is it inside out the one of the emotions yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a good movie nah this one's more like um, i would die for riley what from inside out you had to be You'd there don't worry about riley. it oh okay um but yeah no the, the game's really good so far i'm only a couple of hours in uh still technically the first chapter um, but really good, really good so far. I'll probably give him a thorough update next week. Cool. Uh, was there anything else on your list, or was it just voice cards? Uh, pretty much just voice cards. We've all played Mario Kart 8 at this point. Oh, no, you mentioned being sick. So what was that like? <laughs> being sick? Yeah. I spent, like, five days in bed. <laughs> was it COVID? No, it wasn't COVID. Well, I mean, you, 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 hinted, you, you hinted that you might be getting sick um, at the end of last week's episode, so I'm just wondering, like, how did it play out? What was the story like? Was there any character development? Uh, how difficult was it? Did you play on Legendary? <laughs> what? Legendary. <laughs> Legendary would be having COVID, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, I, I, just, I think, variants, that, I I think, think. that's cancer. That's cancer. <laughs> it's probably a better call, isn't it? This is the last right? You it load is. in it, it just says you die. <laughs> you, you know how I was saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm... it's a Souls game tutorial. <laughs> you respawn, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, I just need to get the achievements, guys. I'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, you, it boots you back to the title screen, right? Yeah, it's just like that that thing for Nier where it's like, hey, do you want to like use your story to save others? And it deletes my save. God, um, that, that's right. It does that. that I, I genuinely did not believe that it would delete my mm. save. And then I did. And I was like, yeah, I deserve that. I, I still haven't done that because I genuinely want to go back and finish off the trophies in that game. Uh, so I've, I already did them. You can and buy them. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I know. Hey everyone, I know the game is 5 years old at this point, but we're about to spoil one of the very last things from the Automata, like right at the end of the game. So if you haven't played that game yet and want to experience it for the first time yourself, then skip ahead about 1 minute and 10 seconds. And we'll be going back to the podcast in 3, 2, 1... Wait, wait, so I'm, I'm, I'm confused how that works. So I, I, as I said, haven't finished Automata. So what, you, you get to the end of Automata and then it's just like, hey, do you want to just delete your save for fun? Or does it actually do something for other players? So, it does something for other players. Yeah. You know those like scenes where you do like the hacking, you're like the triangle and you shoot things? Yeah. Um, there's one of these at the end of the game where you just shoot the, the credits, basically, um, and you just kind of get score. Oh, it's the end of um, um, Smash Ultimate Story Mode. Yeah, yeah. effectively. Um, so you just shoot those things, and then if you fail enough, then other people's like spirits slash saves can come and help you. Um, and at the end, you get to choose, hey, you know, do you want to upload your save that can help other people in need? Uh, but it will delete your save and you choose either yes or no and i was like oh yeah i've got another save and then i did it and it's like oh we're gonna wipe all your saves and i was like oh cool um but i was i was fine with it in the end i'd done everything i needed to do yeah they do the uh the exact same thing in the original near as well for uh story related reasons in that game it's not like that um what was that one game where it's like it's like pull out like this thing edit this save file delete this and then it does like a different thing in the story 
it was what the fuck that sounds wild <laughs> yeah it was there was like a pc game that did it um where you had to pull like up, edit a certain file in the actual thing oh is that uh doki doki literature club that might be one of them yeah because okay, that's something similar that. from what i've heard yeah. i think doki doki literature club uh changes your wallpaper at one point oh that's cool Stop i need to play that as well um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I downloaded some smileys and got that for free so <laughs> <laughs> i got like ask jeeves on my taskbar um no i what was i gonna say now i'm completely distracted now uh yeah there was a game that did it and then there was another game on playstation i think it was that was it might have even been you seen of like metal gear solid one where you have to like move it might have been metal gear solid yeah you have to like remove the memory card psycho mantis one does something with yeah memory cards and psycho mantis yeah which is kind of also also the controller port which is really funny wait what so psycho mantis uh will always read your inputs on the first controller port and if you arm it you can call the codec guys every now and then and they'll eventually tell you uh, to try the other controller port. So to beat Psycho Mantis, you have to unplug your controller and put it in controller port 2 so you can't cool. read your movements anymore. <laughs> and he even like <laughs> reads your memory cool. card and he says what type of games you like playing. and all. It's, it's, it's neat. Oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's no, cool. it's so good. They have to be Konami games though. He mentions like um, Castlevania oh, and Castlevania other Konami games. games. Oh, okay. But um, if you're playing... If you're playing the GameCube version of the game, he'll mention Nintendo games like you like playing Super Smash Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Does he recommend that you shower? <laughs> he can't smell you. He can only he- hear what you're thinking. He knows. <laughs> He's got a gas mask on for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the um, the idea of the going way back to what the start of that uh, discussion was, the idea of the um, leaving something behind to help other players. I know that that's also a staple of like. What, like Souls games where you leave notes uh, to other players and bits and pieces. And for some reason, it just reminded me button. of... What was that? <laughs> that doesn't delete your save button. No, no, I know. But it just reminded me of... um of uh, Shoot, what's it called? Uh, the First Tree, I think. Uh, it was like an indie game that came out a few years ago. Yeah, The First Tree. Uh, anyone played it? No. Never heard of it. No. It's it's kind of... It's, it's one of those kind of like story-based games where um, you're playing a... Uh, Shoot, it's been a while since I played it. You play a fox. The fox, either you die or your kids die. I forget which. And the whole thing is you like running after them through these like large areas to, uh, it's like you know kind of like, um, pretty low poly open world thing that you're like running after. You're basically just running through a bunch of environments, and eventually you have this big, um, uh, it's supposed to be this big emotional hit, uh, because you you meet your your long lost offspring. Uh, at what was called the first tree it's like the tree of life and everything and then uh the there's like music swelling and everything and it's like what's the one message you would leave to your to your cubs um you know it's supposed to be like the, the heat of the moment thing i remember playing it uh i i was just kind of stunned that it would offer me this suggestion uh because the idea was that this suggestion would then be given to other players so naturally i i left a message to you know, my future cub saying the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Submitted, moved on, never played the game since. <laughs> so if That's anyone out there is playing the first tree and they got a biology lesson, you're welcome. It's, it's uh, not but... quite Dark Souls tri-tongue butthole, is it? <laughs> <laughs> or um, or the, what was the other one? Uh, nice chest? Large, yeah, no, nice large chest, chest ahead. Or it was. Yeah, large chest ahead. Yeah, tri-thrusting. There's <laughs> 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 a few good ones. Yeah. It's amazing what you because even even in games where they where they restrict your ability to write free text for the idea that you know what could they possibly get away with if they can't type the words themselves? Oh man, never underestimate the internet. 
even in Monster Hunter Rise, um, some of some of you have pretty degenerate names. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not, not going to name names here. Josh, man, that yeah. that reminds me. I was trying to post a screenshot from Guardians of the Galaxy the other day on my PS uh, from my PS5, and because it had the word glasses in the uh, in the tweet, it wouldn't let me uh, post it because it had the word ass in the word glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, yeah, um, let us know how you get on with the rest of it. We'll look forward to hearing it next week. Um, this is, of course, referring to the <laughs> way back to the game that you played, uh, Voice, Voice of, cards. of Cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Forsaken Maiden. Uh, yeah, the Forsaken Maiden. Yeah, there we go. I was listening. Sweet. Um, do you want to give it a score out of 10 or is that more of a wait till next week type deal? Uh, I'd have to wait till next week because obviously, you know, like I was saying, it's pretty much the exact same game that I played earlier. So, you know, that, that gameplay was phenomenal, but the story is really what tied it all together. And at this point, I don't know how the story is. So I'll give it a rating next week. Sweet. Sounds good. Thank you, Josh, for that. Uh, I know that Seth probably has the most to say about Guardians of the Galaxy, so we'll go to Steve next. Tell us about your infinite Halo progression. My journey. Well, my infinite journey has stopped because I hit level 100 in the battle pass. Woo! That means you can stop playing, right? Yeah, I literally did it like last Friday or last Saturday. And I like went to 100. I'm like, well, okay, I'm done. And then put it down. I haven't touched it since. Are you going to do it again <laughs> for season two? Um... I don't know, honestly. I don't know. This sounds exactly like um, my approach to Pokemon Unite, where made it to the top rank, got filled out the, the battle pass for season one, and then they're like, cool, here's season two. Haven't touched it since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't even booted it. <laughs> Beat the children at their own game. It depends on season two ads, because like maybe because I was like solo queuing, I found, found it like pretty stale after a while. There are sort of like variations in the matches and the match types and the different challenges you do sort of change which weapons you're focusing on, which game modes you choose. But yeah, it's still the same it's couple of FPS. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same like six or seven maps are in rotation because big team battle is like fucking broken to the point where they stopped giving out challenges for big team battle um, because everyone's getting their shits. It's like, oh, I can't level up because big team battle is broken. Uh, but but yeah what do, what, do you mean, good... what do you mean broken what the losers just don't get any xp no no as in like you couldn't even like get a match with big team battle like you'd get a, like you'd go to enter the big team battle server and it'd be like oh, oh connect. so the um, challenge would be like win a big team battle and they yeah. just wouldn't it just wouldn't let you, you couldn't even get into a big team battle, battle yeah, match so gotcha like, yeah so it's like all right well i hate this that's like when Rocket League serves up like, hey, play on this extra modes playlist and you look at it and you're like, there are there are a hundred people queuing for this right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back in usual. 15 minutes. <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> yeah, true. Um anyway, yeah, okay, so so other than so so breaks aside, yeah, so uh what what was what what's the high point? What are you gonna tell your grandkids about on your on your journey to level hundred? I got it to level 100. That was the end of the day. Like, it was a, like a, Bro, it's you know, never about the destination. It's never about the destination. Well, the journey was that I realized that I am so fucking inconsistent with this these type of games. Like, it was, I'd go some matches and I'd literally be like MVP. I'd go like 25 kills to like four deaths and I'd log them. And then the very next game, I'd go like four kills, 20 deaths. Um, and people would calling me very harsh things over chat <laughs> and i'm getting a couple of messages and people um, did unspeakable things to my mother in voice chat <laughs> yeah like yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i just couldn't even pick it it wouldn't even be like i'd be having a good day or a bad day it's either i'm having a good match or a bad match see that there's this phenomenon with fighting games right where when you're playing with your friends you're too good to play with them but when you go to a local tournament you're not good enough to actually hang with those people so you're in this weird middle ground that you just don't it, have anyone you to can't play actually play with anyone yeah. yeah and that's that's your halo career now 
Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and I couldn't really because I was play, be playing it at like weird hours as well. Like sometimes we'd be playing it at like seven thirty a.m. before work or during my lunch break or at like eight o'clock on a Friday night. So I get the feeling that the I was getting a very a diverse range of experience because you got the people that are playing it at like twelve thirty p.m. on a Wednesday are very different to the people playing it at like ten p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. But that's that's what it is. I, I I really did enjoy the journey. Um. I used my Microsoft rewards points to buy the premium battle pass. So I got like a couple of extra skins and stuff. So yeah, it was good. And to answer your question, Pat, will I go back for season two? Um, maybe, maybe not. Let's that see. was my question. Oh, was it? Oh. <laughs> no, no, don't listen, don't listen to it. <laughs> but to answer that Host question. Host always has the best questions. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll go back for season two. We'll see what changes. We'll see what they add. If it's more they of the same. blood gold, I'll play. What, what was that? If they, they add, add blood, blood gold, I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just a map. Who cares? It's, well, it's the new maps. Yeah. It's it's the map. It's the map. Yeah, it's the Halo map. <laughs> yeah, but like true. It, it, it doesn't work on four v fours because the map's too big. Like, it doesn't need to work on four v four. Who plays four v four? Play big team battle and queue indefinitely. Josh, Josh, alternate reality. They give you blood. They 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 give you blood gulch back, but it's only big team battle and the matchmaking's broken. What do you do? <laughs> I'd have to reinstall Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Just make a big team battle with friends. You could do that, yeah. I'm but... used to Blood Gulch with uh, 2v2s. I was big about line. to say, yeah, 2v2. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the split screen days. Mm. <laughs> That'd be cool. It would be. We'll bring back split. We'll, when they bring they back the co-op back, um... campaign, campaign we'll, we'll go through it in Legendary, Josh. Oh, yeah, I'd be keen. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm definitely down for co-op campaign. I also want them to bring back... Um, it's either Firefight or Fireflight. Pretty sure it's Firefight. Firefight, yeah, they're horde Firefight, mode. Firefight, yeah. Thing, yeah that really was good. so much fun. Not, not yeah. Flyer Fight? No, 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 no. Not Firefly, that TV show? <laughs> I knew you were going to make the joke, and I'm sad about it because I'm still so upset that it didn't yeah, continue. Yeah, it should never have been fucking cancelled. Yeah. Fire Festival? Fire Festival. Mm. Huh? We're not talking about ScoMo. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke in there. No, that was the Festival of Fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so I feel like this has sufficiently derailed us enough. Um so the other thing that it sounds... Oh, did you have any other thoughts? On no, no, or you want to move on no, to no, that, was, that, that was it. Um, I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, if anybody out here wants to 1v1 me on Halo Infinite, um, don't. You can send me a message. I'll just <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, they, they can 1v1 you, but it has to be a best of, what, five? Just in case you get a couple of yeah, inconsistent yeah, rounds yeah, in yeah. there? Yeah. Or, yeah. And when's, if I go, when's, like, when's, when's the best time? When, when, when's peak When's peak Steve 1v1 time? I don't fucking 10 know. 10pm on Big Team Battle. <laughs> I don't really have a best time. It's just whatever I feel like. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Depends sometimes if you've it's had when I've got the spider gummies yet. Sometimes, oh yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's when I've got the aircon on. Sometimes it's when I'm like sticking to the lounge because I'm that sweaty because it's can be bothered turning the aircon on. Who knows? What a what a mental image. Um, <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. And the other thing you've been up to this week: slay the spire. Well, yeah, I have one last question for you for, for Halo before you move on. Did you end up finishing the campaign? Yeah, of course I did. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. All right, I'm fine. I tried to I tried to like hundred percent it, but there are a couple of things that were locked behind the campaign missions. But yeah, um, then, you can cannot you replay, replay them yet? No, you can't replay it. Oh, so dumb. All right, I'll, yeah, let's move I'll, on. Bro, yeah, it's coming I'll, in DLC. Like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's free DLC. It's an update. It's a patch. free DLC. Free DLC. Mm. You still have to download. And if you really want to, could you just start a new fresh game over? Yeah, but fuck then that. But then I have, have to, to recollect all the collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Slay the Spire, right? Yeah, Slay. Um, <laughs> I'm sending him to prison. <laughs> that one will never get old. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, but I really like it. It's amazing. Yeah. We're three from three of, of Steve just launching into a game with something that, I don't know if we'll redact that one, 
but I'll, I'll contemplate it. We'll, we'll see. We'll listen to it in post. It's very tempting. It is. It's very tempting. You can edit that uh, out in post, right? Just leave the yas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will know what's coming. Uh, I wish you Demon Slayer as well. Yas, Demon Slayer. <laughs> but anyway, anyway so, so, Demon, so, but, yeah, so, 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 so why did so, you decide that, uh, you know, that five years was the good, um, oh, shoot, what's not fermentation? What is it when you like leave something to distill? Still? I nearly said gestation period, but isn't that like pregnancy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's slightly different. Josh. Are you talking about fermenting? No, that's what I said. I feel like it's fermenting, but there's like a better word for it. Where you I look back and you're like, oh, it's it's like it's like finally something aged. Like, I know like, aged like wine. Yeah, but like a nicer word than aged. Anyway, why why after five years, Steve? Uh, I don't know. Like I've I've heard it's good, and I've heard a lot of think people talk good things, but um. I just decided, you know what? I want something a bit different, something a, bit, a little bit more I can pick up and play. Um, I got the impression from what people were telling me. It's one of those games that like I'd pick it up, do one run, one run would be about 20 or 30 minutes and I'd put it down. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's a bit longer. The first couple of runs are usually. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, gonna get no, no, no. The first couple oh. of runs end in like 15 to 20 minutes because you just die. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so essentially, uh, it's like a card-based game that like, you draw cards for your attack and your block, and you're using it to sort of climb this spire and essentially kill the spire, like, hence like, the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's four different characters you can choose from, uh, and each character is like a different starting deck and the cards that they pick up along the way as they sort of defeat enemies and elites. The cards they get change and they you can upgrade them and it sort of becomes like a balancing act of you don't want too many cards in your deck because you can you draw five every turn and at the end of your turn you send five to the, the discard pile or whatever the word's called um so you don't want too many cards in your deck because then like you've got just shit cards that you're drawing and it won't do anything but you don't want too little cards because there's a lot of strategies that you can implement like with the better cards and as they go on yeah so so the, the whole thing is um i i'm not going to put words in your mouth but just to just to catch anyone that's been you know in a coma for five years it's a roguelike deck builder um that was the word where, i was looking for yeah there we go like, don't worry yeah. don't worry i got you i got you uh where you start with a deck of 10 cards five attack cards five defense cards but every encounter every combat encounter and then also like shops and stuff but usually you use combat encounters to select a new card to add to your deck but you don't always want to add a card to your deck for the reasons that steve just gave so the idea is that by the end of um your run where you have to go through uh three areas each one with like a boss at the end of each at the end of each area it's you know like every other roguelike um you want a you want a synergy in a deck that means that you have a strategy that you can play and hopefully win and rng will sometimes kick you in the teeth and you won't have anything and sometimes you'll just have you know the master stroke of god himself yeah that's essentially it so uh on the back of that there are four very distinctive classes as you pointed out uh which have you been playing um so i try to do like a rotation of all of them just to see what they like and which one i'm i don't like i'm really enjoying I think it's called the silent and that's one of that de that deals with the poison as well the, the assassin type of skills yeah um i couldn't get it to work at the start but it sort of just ended up clicking for me at the end and you just get like a lot of poison sacking 
Um, and I absolutely fucking hate the ironclad, which is this knight card. And essentially, it's pretty much just you're building up your block and then you're attacking, and that's sort of it. There's no really, it's just essentially ooga boogering it. And I just cannot fucking do it. I don't know what it is. I get to like the second boss and he defeats me, or I get to the third boss and I just sort of. <laughs> and he don't defeats have you. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just sort of feels like I just sort of. Just, I just can't get it. Like. I just can't get it. I don't know what it is. Maybe the, and the iron. I do think the because I did look at a couple of strats like how to play him, and essentially it is just block go up, attack go up, all the best. Yeah, it's 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 unga bunga. It's it's yeah, brain brain it, switch off, big damage. Yeah, essentially. And I just I get the feeling I'm always getting ruined by the RNG. Like they give me like weird cards that are like, oh, every time you draw a status card, deal six damage. And I'm like, well, I've got no status cards in my deck. Like it's, <laughs> I'm like, stop giving me this fucking card. <laughs> But I'll just keep chopping away at it. Like I've beaten it. Well, I've essentially climbed to the top of the spire with both um, the silent and uh, what's the, the robot one that does the electric damage? The defect. The defect, yeah, that was it, yeah. did both of them. And it's just I've done like four more tries with the ironclad and I just can't do it. But I'll get there. Maybe I'll get like a... So another thing that I didn't really mention that you can fight like elite enemies that are sort of like a bit stronger than your normal enemies and instead of getting a card you get or you do get cards sorry but you get a relic as well and a relic can really change how you run like some of them will allow you to recover hp some of them will give you a free potion and some of them will like sort of change combat in a way that like doesn't make sense like for every two cards you draw you have to um discard one and then you can add it back to your draw pile later like it's the relics do sort of change things up, and if, but they are very heavily RNG based on what you get. Because I think from what I was reading online, there's a, there's a pool of like 150 of them, and you, there's no way of knowing what you're going to get. And some are useful, some are not useful. It's true. Uh, Josh, you also played Slay the Spire, not recently, but at some point, right? Yeah, like a couple of years back. Um, I never like uh, completed it with all of the characters. I think I only used the Poison Lad. Uh, I don't remember his name. The Silent. There's the Silent, yeah. I think I used him uh, to do the, the one run I actually managed to complete. Um, so that that was um, that was that was interesting. Uh, I like that all the different characters play differently. Um, I think the only thing I really add to, to what you guys are saying is that uh, as you climb the levels of the Spire, you choose different pathways uh, that can affect like what you do. So you might go to the shop or you might rest at a campfire to like recover HP, or you might choose to keep fighting like the mini bosses or whatever to get better rewards. So there's like, um, there's a lot of choice in it as well. It's not like a standard, you, t- you pick a linear pathway and you go down this thing. It's a, it's a roguelike with a lot of options basically is sort of what I'm trying to get at, which is, um, made a lot of fun and seth you haven't played it or you're just sitting quietly no, been, uh, about to flex your uh having finished it with all of the characters on max ascension yada yada <laughs> no i haven't i i would have liked to that would that would sound like a very good segue to make but <laughs> no uh slater spy is something i've heard of like people talk about it and it sounds really cool but it's not something i've actually checked out myself yet Fair it's enough. on pretty much everything now. I found out the other day that it's on phones. Um, don't you have phones? Um, <laughs> it's on phones. It's on Switch. It's now it's season on... April Fool's joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just um, like no, Activision it's... Blizzard. Yes. I think it's on literally Oh, I can't wait to talk about them ever. later. Yeah. What, what, what week don't we talk about them? Um, 
but, but yeah, I think it's on like, literally minutes. everything except Epic at this point. Like it's on Game yep. Pass, it's on like literally everything. So give it a go. Imagine releasing and on Epic. Cheap. I think it's like thirteen dollars. <laughs> imagine on... imagine yeah. making a big deal about releasing on Epic. Yeah. <laughs> Borderlands three looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean um, that that was just because they liked money, which I also like money, but yeah, that one I can kind of see. Yeah. So it went the like other a, way. Yeah, fair. Until then, they've released on Steam, and then everyone that wanted to buy it on Steam bought it on Steam. Yeah, exactly. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> everyone that wanted to buy it on Epic but didn't bother bought it on Steam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what I was going to ask on the back... Oh, actually, um, one comment just on that, though. I haven't played it on phone, I'm, but uh, I, ha- I have. I picked it up on Switch, uh, actually. I played it um, a fair amount over the Christmas break, just gone, actually. Uh, and it's really well optimized for the Switch, to the point where I was, I was playing it uh, with button presses and then i just realized that it's also just fully like touch screen a bull i was gonna ask which, if it's touch screen that's cool. yeah oh, and cool and that's, it's kind of a nice touch like that uh and so i assume um on the back of that that uh, it would also be the same for phones uh you know working with touch screen but yeah super well optimized and the graphics they're not stellar but they're you know they're, they're good enough um that you know you're not really playing it for the graphics but yeah works really well on switch what i was going to ask though is that is that uh from a couple weeks ago um pretty much everyone uh the yeah from pretty much everyone here i think they were playing um Yu-Gi-Oh a couple weeks ago and that one obviously is a competitive uh deck i don't know if you call it a deck builder but trading card game slay the spire is a very single player focus it doesn't have any multiplayer at all uh is there a preference that you guys have just i'm looking for just like real quick uh interest it's a out, out of interest question uh should we start with you steve yeah um i don't know it's a hard one i think deck building games do have their place and i'll pick one up every six months but it's pretty much i'll pick them up and be like cool i'm done with it thanks for the memories i mean trading card games i tend not to get into them just because either a it's a really big time sink in learning the rules and the mechanics and then it can also be a big money sink if you're playing the physical one trying to get all the cards and stuff so probably prefer deck builders to trading card games but i don't really think they're comparable though i'm not, um, i i want to ask why not but i also don't really care <laughs> josh <laughs> tell us what you really think <laughs> josh um, what about you i much prefer single player card games i have no interest in building a meta and then sticking to that meta and if i'm not using the meta in a competitive card game then why bother playing so i definitely prefer the single player experience for card games Fair enough. And Seth? Um, I'm also of the single player thing, mostly because of that meta reason, but also at the same time, I kind of don't agree with what Josh just said in that if I'm not playing the meta, why bother? Because I haven't been playing the meta in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel and I've been having a ton of fun just wrecking other people with Dark Magicians and they're so not meta. Yeah, but if you played it enough, you you get to a point where you have you hit a cap and then you verse meta decks and then you just lose until you, you know, get to the point where you drop far enough down that you can verse people without them again. So that just makes it not fun. If there was like unranked modes, I'd play just unranked modes. Yeah, on uh, on TCGs, I'd just rather play like people using decks for fun, while I also use decks for fun. Yes, which is where I which is where I think the single player ones more come around because then it's just like, oh, all these mechanics I can make what I want and just have fun in a single player environment. Mm. In saying that, I think the only like single player card game I've played is Kingdom Hearts: Chain of Memories. Which is such a weird one to do. Such a bad game. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> the first deck builder, some might say. The um the uh what is it? The the PvP card game in Final Fantasy VIII goes pretty hard though. 
Oh, Triple Triad is so oh, good. Triple Triad's in Final Fantasy XIV, and I've spent way too long playing it. <laughs> you guys, are... yeah, because you win cards off NPCs, yeah. so you just yeah. you just sit there and play the NPCs for ages, getting cards off them. Yeah, the, there was um the, the so the, what, what was it? It was yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. Um, didn't finish the game. Spent way too long playing card games against randoms. Uh, and then also Assassin's Creed Three. Not a card game, but as soon as you get off the ship, which is like five minutes into the game. You're walking along in dark and some dude's just like, hey, want to gamble? And I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. There's a trophy related to playing uh, to playing that uh, one of the board games in that. And it was the absolute worst time I ever had. Did we all play Gwent? Yes. I, I haven't played say. the Witcher games. No, I haven't oh. either. I've, oh. yeah, I, what I, I know Gwent doing? from Witcher, but it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's, really it's not good. bad. Yeah, it's, it's not triple triad, but it's, it's fun. Did you guys ever play Knights of the Old Republic and they had that Bizarre game in it? I've, I've seen it, but I haven't oh, played it myself. So I've played a lot, of, a lot of that. Fair enough. Um, the, uh, the only other... Th- Sorry, Steve, for, for before. Uh, do you have like a sentence summary for, for why um, to, to back up your thoughts from before? Or... Uh, n- not in a sentence. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Maybe, maybe it, for another day. Yeah, exactly. If, if we had more time, I'd, I'd be interested to get into that, but it was, it was a tangent already. I'm not going to tangent to tangent. Um, I was going to say that I also enjoy the single player card game experience, but uh, you guys were all touching mechanics, which fair enough. I think the mechanics in single player games are generally more open-ended or designed for exploitation. But the other side of it is that when you're not focusing on a competitive experience and you know that, that need to win, you get to focus on a lot of the softer aspects of it, like even thematically. And I'm thinking more towards sort of what Inscription does, where... There's no multiplayer, but the entire environment that you play Inscription within is stellar and suits a single-player card game slash deck builder perfectly. Uh, that was pretty much all I had to say on that. Uh, any any other thoughts on Slay the Spire, um, Steve? You going to be playing it much next week, or you want to give your closing thoughts on it now? Um, I, I'll probably spend a couple more, like one more weekend on it. If it was like one of those games that like you'll pick up, put an hour into it, then put it down, and that's sort of what I'm doing at this stage. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. If you're into sort of deck building card games, I'd highly recommend it. If you, for some reason, you haven't played it, uh, if you haven't really played a bit or heard of it, it's pretty cheap. It's only like 10 or 11 bucks. Play, look up some videos beforehand because it can probably get a bit frustrating if you sort of don't know what you're in for. And it's a, it's a bit less RNG than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I'm pleasantly surprised with that. But yeah, I'm happily recommend this to anybody that, that to anybody actually. Anybody. Yeah, especially if they have even parts. even even child murderers. Yes, well, like, like mur- murderers. No, no, sorry, not not people that I kill mean, children. Children who are murderers. Yes, don't they play Hearthstone? <laughs> I played I played Hearthstone for a bit. It's quite you, fun, actually. Who have you killed? Oh, it used to be. Wait, you, you guys are both speaking. The, sorry, what what was that? <laughs> Who'd you I, kill if you're a child murderer? <laughs> what are Josh, you, why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I what? I've so completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um no i just said her saying used to used to be fun i played the beta like religiously and then it released day one and i was like i don't want to play this anymore Mm. i i was yeah i i was around people that played it way more than i ever did but it was interesting i i really enjoyed backseat gaming hearthstone uh rather than playing it myself i don't really know why might have just been that they had dedication to cards that i just couldn't be bothered getting when it came out, I was really into Teppin, the mobile card game by Capcom. And uh, yeah, uh, for a couple of seasons, I played that game pretty religiously. 
And then I got to a point where I did actually have a pretty good deck, like not meta meta deck, but something that was uh, pretty consistently strong and got me into champion ranks. Isn't Teppen the one that like costs people their house amount of money to get good decks? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> so how many but, houses um, do you own? <laughs> none. Oh, in, you're in on this the economy. <laughs> in <laughs> this economy, how, who can own a house? True. You forget where we're living in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, uh like the next season that like the meta completely shifted because they introduced a new mechanic and um it was around the elements of decks that I didn't play, so I just completely fell off the game at that point. Fair enough. It's pendulum tapping. <laughs> uh no, cool. Um thank you for that, Steve. Any other things you wanted to add to Run a Lounge? I think I think that was everything that you had that you had down. Yeah, that was it for me. My, my, it's time for me to get off the lounge. Is that how it works? Um, I think we just rotate chairs. We just—it's like musical chairs. We just kind of sh- well, I don't shuffle. I'm in the host chair, but you guys shuffle along one. There's like there's like a, a large black couch in the middle. Um, and then there's couch. like, and there's and there's there's like a kitty table with two small plastic chairs on one side. Um, there's like there's like waterproof tops everywhere. It's kind of weird. It's like a weird set setup, but is it like a talking know. stick cyber situation? <laughs> there's this there's like a there's like a there's like a bin on the small plastic kids table and it's just full of of like knockoff magic conches from spongebob squarepants this is like the most poverty uh late night hosted sort of uh (laughs) set that i've ever seen and it's just it's just every time it's our turn we just have to rotate around who's backstage and who's in the front (laughs) in the hot seat (laughs) it's like um uh Oh shoot! It's, what's that is movie it... where the dude like puts down all the tarps and then kills the chick with the axe after putting on the album? Uh, American, American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. American Psycho. No, yeah, it sounds like American Psycho to me. <laughs> it's a better book, in fact. Read the book. Don't watch a movie. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I might the book's pretty it. fucked up. I was up, looking though. for a book to watch to read actually. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I'll be quiet. Don't read it at night time. <laughs> oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> All right. I'm gonna read it at night time now. <laughs> all right, all in, no so, that, that's that, that's when the book's most likely to kill you. It feeds at night. The book is actually a mimic. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, getting getting wildly off topic once again. Welcome back to the off topic cast. Uh, thank you for that, Steve. And so finally, Guardians of the Galaxy chat. That's right, a game that actually came out in the last 365 days. Crazy. Seth. Yeah, it was like October-ish, I think. Books of Cards did, for the record. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. But just the, the common theme we've had for the past couple is like, oh man, there's all these games that are out. Let's just review stuff from like three, three to five years ago. <laughs> I just like but, the games that I know I'm going to like. <laughs> fair enough. But Seth, uh, you played it a bit last week. Um, if people want to go back and listen to the preamble, uh, then they can do that. But I think maybe we'll just continue that chat. So... Uh, you were a couple hours in, you shared some thoughts, your favorite moments involved 80s music, that was basically the TLDR. So, what else What else have you done? What else have you learned? Yeah, so last week I was about chapter 5 or 6-ish, which was probably about 5-6 hours into the game, I guess. Uh, a bit further than I, I actually thought initially. Uh, overall, the game took me about 18 hours to complete, and uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised because i enjoyed this game more than i thought i would like a lot of people were saying that it was a sleeper hit for last year and i don't know sometimes people say that and uh, it it doesn't really come off that way uh when i eventually play it but this was actually a surprisingly decent game especially after the e3 showcase where they announced it and it was just like uh people they they just spent so long in this game when they announced that e3 that people were just so against it even happening 
But um, yeah, it it turned out for the better. Um, a, a downer note for me though is that I'm a little annoyed because I'm about six trophies away from the platinum trophy, and uh, I'm going to have to replay the entire game to do that because it's uh, the last two of the trophies I have to do are based on collectibles. But your collectibles don't stick to your save file when you do chapter select. So I, I just have to do a oh, full on. Yuck. Absolutely yeah. fucking disgusting. Yuck. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Game. No thanks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to support a platinum for that reason alone. But, but if it's good enough, like, you could argue another place. 18 hours of the same content, though? Good yeah, enough? It's, it's 18 hours and the gameplay doesn't, it doesn't really hold up enough for a second playthrough. But the 80s music. If you go back in, like, 18 months or two two years or something, it might, like, seem like an old friend type of thing. Yeah, it, it's it's something that if I was to revisit the game later, then yeah. I'd chuck open a guide to make sure I get all the collectibles because it's also rough because this game's pretty strictly linear in this facts that um every now and then you'll go through like a squeeze through or a small hallway and then you can't backtrack anymore uh the, even the though... uncharted system <laughs> yeah the old yeah. going through a tunnel eh? yep but even though like the tunnel didn't collapse or anything you can see the other side is still fine it'll yep. just you you crawl in and then the game will automatically you turn you and go no don't <laughs> go follow the path can't have Marvel people uh, people being too free thinking, then their movies won't go don't do well. I mean, you yeah, this is this shit on Marvel, this, eh, Josh? Yeah, <laughs> hating this, popular this things. This is the make... game where the main character is played by Chris Pratt in the MCU. Hating popular things doesn't make you cool, Josh. It's just boring. They're all the same movie. So <laughs> all the superhero movies are the same movie. Well, if you really distill it, every movie is the same. Something happens. And something else happens, and something <laughs> finishes it, and the credits roll. Every movie follows the hero's journey. Yeah, I can really see the similarities between the uh, train spotting and Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> every, every movie has an axe one, an axe two, and an axe three. When you break it down that way, how can you ever enjoy another movie ever again? Every movie starts, and every movie finishes. And every movie has a middle. This says a lot about our society. I've heard that every movie that starts has to have an ending. Even if you don't know what it is, it has to end at some point. What about the never-ending story? That had an ending. It, it was blatantly false advertising. <laughs> it did. It was quite long, though, I think. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it tried to hype itself up being never-ending. I'd, I'd hope it wasn't just like a 20-minute <laughs> run and done. <laughs> but yeah, uh, rolling off the, Mar the Marvel movie stuff, though, um, the characters in this are like... Uh, character-wise, and uh, um, in some of them, costume design-wise, they they do heavily lean into the MCU versions of the characters. But um, uh, they're keeping all like the comic-y type backstories and uh, motivations for these characters. So, uh, early on, they mentioned that uh, Drax killed Thanos, which is something that's from the comic lines. Um, and a few other small things that uh. They have a completely different backstory for um, Star-Lord, which is more based on the comic version of his character rather than the MCU version where they completely changed his um, origins in the movies. So, the story, so, so the story that you're playing through in Guardians of the Galaxy is completely separate to the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and it's also completely separate from the, uh, the other Square Enix Marvel game, Marvel's Avengers, 
they they really wanted to make sure that people knew that they were separated. So <laughs> I uh, wonder why <laughs> that game yeah, got good uh, reviews, didn't it? It's on Game Pass. Avengers was re- yeah, Avengers was received very well, especially because it's on Game Pass. Oh yeah, yeah. No, everyone should that. definitely play that one. Just in case please, you can't please. hear the sarcasm, I don't want to adv- be advocating for that <laughs> Avengers game. Please do not yeah, play it. Yeah, I was, a- I was about to say, please do not play that game. We're joking. This is a bit. <laughs> This is a bit. Do not trust us. We need need a bit warning. (laughs) Because my opinions are always wrong. Do you think I'll like that game? Uh, The Avengers game? No, I think that that's even... Not even you'd be able to like... (laughs) Not even you'd be able to devil's advocate advocate it. Yeah, Yeah, probably right. I don't hate you that much that I'd force you to do it. Even waste the time downloading it, let alone playing it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard as much. Yeah, um... And while I'm while I'm also on like the little bit of negatives based on that trophy thing, um, the game's also very glitchy. Like not in a game breaking way, but uh, in a in like the the fun T posey way or the non fun like Y posey way. Uh, there was subtitles that didn't load in. Characters um were doing their idle animations, but for some reason their weapons were sticking to like where they're meant to magnetize with their hands. So like Drax will be sitting there with his arms crossed and his blades are just stabbing through his chest. <laughs> or Gamora will be sitting there with her hands in her hands in her legs and her sword's just sitting across her lap, sort of thing. I'm failing to see how this is a negative. Uh, there there were a couple of times where it just kind of halted progression for a little bit because they had to get medical attention for the for the <laughs> weapons sticking through their chest or uh, for those and also for sometimes uh when so uh you give your uh, as you're exploring you give commands to the characters um like you'll come across a wall that needs to be broken down so you're like hey drax go break down this wall or hey gamora there's a bunch of wires here can you cut them down can you get gamora to break through the wall no you can't unfortunately she she's not a very strong woman she just she's just very deadly i'd, I'd really like i really like the the system where she just gives it a best shot <laughs> yeah. no uh, you can you can try and tell people to do the wrong job and they'll just reply no that's not my thing or you're looking at the wrong person sort of thing i want drax to be involved in cutting the blue wire to save like a bomb going off <laughs> yeah god uh, i was i'm actually surprised because drax is very well written in this game but they had a lot of source material to work with dave batista was fantastic yeah um they they go with that characterization of him where he's very literal and can't lie for shit <laughs> Um, so it, he's, he's very forthcoming about everything and he, he has a major arc in this game. It, it's paid off very well and he comes out as one of the better written characters in the game. Oh, that's cool. Good on, good on Drax. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to, back to the glitch thing for a moment. Um, yeah, it was just like every now and then, uh, I just get a glitch that halted progression. So I just have to restart a checkpoint and that would fix it. So like minor inconveniences every now and then, uh, so since I since I mentioned Drax, I'll also go on that uh all the characters are written very well, uh and the story is actually kind of endearing in more of a more in a very good way. Uh I wasn't expecting the story to be as strong as it was. And I can definitely see why it was nominated for like best writing and best story awards last year. I'm not surprised it lost in those categories. Uh it's but it does stand out as like one of the higher uh, higher caliber ones for games that came out last year at least from what i can tell there's about three or four plot threads that are always being brought up throughout the game and they all uh come together in the conclusion very nicely like in promotional material they have uh, they showed off that um uh, the guardians piss off this character called lady hellbender and uh, she stays relevant throughout pretty much the whole game 
she gets introduced in chapter three and she lasts until basically the ending of the game. And uh, she has a very good payoff at the end as well. The Guardians, their relationship with her is paid off very well. There's, there's a lot of uh, good character interactions as well. And characters banter a lot. Uh, sometimes in an annoying way, like um, I'll be going around, maybe going to a dead end track, but I know that it's a dead end, but I also know that in games like these, they'll put a little uh, collectible at the end of dead ends. So I'll want to go like quickly scope it out. And then like as soon as I take that alternate path, the other characters uh, coming with me will start to give me shit for it. And I get that th that was done on purpose. But it does get a little grating after a few hours. I mean, all you're trying to do is collectible hunt, and then you got you got Groot's going, "I am Groot," and you're like, "Yeah, bro, I get it. All right, I I know. Yeah. Just just let me get this collectible." Brock is standing there, like, does he know he's going the wrong way? And Gamora will chime in, like, "Yeah, but we have to let him think that he's doing something important." <laughs> and you're and you're just sitting there trying not to cry, picking up a collectible. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite ones actually is like, uh, very early in the game, you're arrested. And uh, uh, you, uh, this officer, this little twelve-year-old officer, is uh, escorting you through the armor, through some pathways. And you're, you're like, oh yeah, I'll give you the same respects that I'll, I give other people as like an optional dialogue thing. And she starts talking about, oh okay, thank you. But as she's going on for that, I start walking down an alternate path where I know there's a collectible. And she interrupts herself to go, I can't believe you're doing this. You just said you're going to respect <laughs> me and treat me like you would any other officer. And you're going around, walking around behind my back. And immediately Star-Lord replies, yeah, I told you, I'm giving you the same respect I'd give other officers. That's cool. That's a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throughout the whole game, there's also like, so like I just mentioned, uh, that was an optional dialogue thing I could do. Uh, throughout the whole game, there's like this Telltale or Mass Effects-like system where it'll give you optional dialogue choices and uh, um, uh, like trust and things will carry you along throughout the game based on your decisions. Can you punch a reporter? Oh, uh, <laughs> not Mass Effect intensifies. Not I saw. No, that's, that's a knowing laugh, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're as bad a person as I am. <laughs> I I know that exact thing as well, and I haven't even played Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You work for News Corp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I feel like these uh, trust things did actually play into the game very well. And yeah, a second playthrough of the game would actually be pretty decent just to see what alternate uh, paths these um, things would give. Because like early on in the game, like chapter two, where I'm being escorted around the prison, as I'm talking to this 12-year-old officer, I'm slowly gaining her trust to the point where by the end of the chapter, she has to hide something. So she trusted me enough to give me a security key card that... Uh, Where'd you hide immediately, it? Immediately. Uh, you just hide it in your pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nothing fun. She just <laughs> no, kind no, of never mind. It. No, no, we're just going to move <laughs> on. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that key card doesn't have any immediate use, but because she gave it to me like five, six, seven hours later, it came into effect and helps me throughout a level to give me easier pathways. So just... Some minor things like that, some more story-relevant things uh, are also possibilities. So yeah, a second playthrough wouldn't be too bad just to see those, but 
I need to give the game some time to rest before I go through it a second time. Yeah, because you were saying that the combat doesn't hold up. So it sounds like the story could hold up because you've got alternate pathways for to investigate the other side of it. But it seems like the combat, was that just because it's a bit samey? Or you've just kind of seen it all? Yeah, it's, it's not fantastic. And it, it's passable. But it also kind of gets very samey as it goes on. Uh... I feel like the waves of enemies get a bit too much by as you start getting to the end of the game, which I guess is also kind of like on purpose because it's meant to be this massive uh, final rush, but also just kind of generally throughout the game, uh, they pepper in enough for enemies to just kind of keep you engaged in the combat as you're going, but it's kind of a, it's kind of repetitive. Fair enough. Yeah, so it's... It's passable, but, like, nothing to write home about. But it's also not, like, bad enough to complain about. Did you get this game on sale or did you pay full price for it? I got it on sale. Like, there was a Christmas sale going on last year, so I just got it with a bunch of other things. So I, I was pretty happy with the price I paid for it. I paid, like, 60 Australian for it. Ooh. Oh, wait, so you got yeah, it on it PS5? Pretty- yeah, yeah, I got it oh, on PS5. Okay. I was, I was waiting for Steve to make a Dragon Ball Breakers joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still, yeah. Yeah, $60 isn't on sale for me. If, it, if I pay more than $30 for it. Actually, well, anime games I'll pay $35 for because I fucking never play them. <laughs> and Nintendo games you always have to pay the price because they never Why? Well. Why that distinction? <laughs> I don't $30 know. $30 for a regular game, $35 for the anime I like. <laughs> yeah, that's, literally that's what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, when I bought one piece a while ago, it was $35 bucks just for the standard edition. Um, I'm thinking about picking up Dragon Ball Kakarot that never drops below no, $35. Don't, don't. Oh my god, it's so bad. Oh, I you paid way I, more for it than I did for Fighter Z, and Fighter Z is infinitely better. Yeah, I paid oh. like what $18 for Fighter Z. I'll give, I'll yeah, give it that. So I paid like speaking full of price almost for Kakarot, and I played about three hours, and I was like, I can't play this game. This is absolute garbage. Oh, do not recommend. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Fighter Z, Android 21 in her lab coat just came out, so I got to go play that game again soon. But you know, you're going to play Dragon Ball Breakers, but when's that out? That's got to be soon. They haven't said. Oh. They haven't said anything about it. They, they did give an update recently about it, but uh, let's not get into into that. They're, they're, still, they're still off celebrating um, spending all that money of Seth's pre-order on cocaine. <laughs> they got one sale. Man. <laughs> yeah, they're they, uh, they, they celebrating that one sale. They made that, they, they made that money stretch. Yeah, I, I don't know how much cocaine you can get off $80, but uh, good for them. <laughs> And the one I, I think you've touched everything in the, in the laundry list of points, but the one the one thing that you fight that you've got way down the bottom that's like double underlined, bold faced, like written in a different font. Cosmo is a good boy. Yeah, uh, Cosmo is uh, the Russian space dog. Like I think this is based on a real thing Russian where Russia launched can't a dog be a into good space. Boy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Political. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brushing that aside real quick <laughs> i'm scared uh Cos- cosmo is a um is a dog in space that um gets telepathic powers and uh, oh he, my god he, he is russian he's a spy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh he's he he comes up every now and then you have to save him from um the uh the things that are going on but um there's there's just a line that made me lose it where um you you call him a good boy and it just in in like the most um uh 
like forceful voice he go he just goes yet i am the best boy <laughs> and then and then in the end credits they're showing like pictures of the characters and like where are they now sort of text and they end on cos a picture of cosmo and it says that cosmo remained the best boy damn so uh, yeah Co- cosmo was a pretty good boy uh telepathic dog in space uh absolutely love him <laughs> i was wonder I- <laughs> Te- telepathic dog in space i feel like that that's uh a couple ticks in the right direction in anyone's book but on the back of that we should probably give it some closing thoughts and a score yeah so i i was going back and forth on this for a little bit like leading up to this i think i'm going to stick with a an eight out of ten i i do i was considering dropping it down to the seven because of the glitches but in the end i felt they were a bit too like, uh, some of them are like funny, but uh, the ones that were blocking progression were like very minor and just like quickly reload the checkpoint, you're back in it sort of thing. Uh, and the story does elevate it to a point where um, it, it, it makes up for the gameplay being a bit uh, just middling and the use of uh, the use of the licensed tracks in this are actually phenomenal. Like, I I would recommend not playing this game with the uh, licensed music disabled just because of how good they're used in both gameplay and cutscenes. And with that, that brings us to the end of Run the Lounge for this week. Thank you to everyone for that. And we move on to part two, which is news. And starting the news this week, we have the answer to what the Capcom countdown was. Seth, you were particularly opinionated about this. Why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Shit! How, how do I phrase this? <laughs> it was it was a it was a very flaccid announcement because they made us wait a week and then an additional half hour because a a tournament was going behind schedule before they announced these. I, I love the idea that um, that you're you're about to talk about this and you're like rolling up your sleeves just preparing to like get stuck into this. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, because there's a bit of a story behind it. Uh. This uh, this announcement for the countdown got delayed because there was a Street Fighter V tournament going on, and literally everyone was watching the tournament just to see what the announcement was. We all knew it was Street Fighter Street Fighter Six, uh, going into it, but we just wanted to see it. And um, I've never seen so many people just want Daigo to lose a tournament faster. Uh, but he he somehow kept trying to make the comeback happen, and it just wouldn't happen. So uh. Daigo, Daigo is now an unpopular figure for that one day. <laughs> um, I love the idea of trying to build hype in the grand finals of a tournament and you're like down a set and the audience is like, oh, maybe he's out. And then, and then you come back and the audience is like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> just lose already. Don't take it to game five, just lose. <laughs> it, it was a first of five set as well. So yeah, people didn't want it to go to game seven. Uh, of game nine yeah game nine yeah nine yeah nine from five yeah but yeah so so what everyone's just sitting there put quietly waiting for 30 minutes for this game to finish yeah and then as soon as the game finishes they go to the commentator table and they're like oh hey we got some news coming up but uh, uh before we do that we're, we're gonna discuss the tournament for a second and then winked at the camera and that that just got everyone riled up and we had to sit through the commentators talking about the last couple of matches before we actually got the announcements it was so bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh once once we got through all that bullshit uh we got uh, uh capcom fighting collection announced for ps4 xbox one switch and pc it's uh it's coming with 10 games 
uh, most of them Darkstalkers, but some other older Capcom fighting games. And the most important announcement, they all have rollback netcode. Hey. You sure the most uh, important announcement wasn't the font change? Uh, no, that's that's coming up later. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this, this is the most important thing for these games. Oh, okay, I thought you meant total. <laughs> uh, Capcom Fighting Collection's coming out June 24th worldwide for $40. Uh, it looks pretty good. And um, uh, a lot of people are already saying, hey, if you want more Darkstalkers games to come out, then make sure you buy this collection. Uh, I will also kind of mimic that, but I will also say it's kind of bullshit that Darkstalkers fans keep getting plays like this because they've had to buy like three separate three separate collections with the minuscule promise that Darkstalkers would come back if people just dumped money into those collections. But uh, what can you do? Capcom test be a Capcom test. And uh, yeah, following this, we got a very flaccid 30-second trailer of Street Fighter VI which has a logo straight up stolen from an Adobe uh, website. That yeah, I've seen, a couple, I've seen a couple of things where it looks like a lot of other logos. They obviously put three seconds into that logo. And it's so <laughs> jarring because the logo is so different to what it used to look like. You know, like all the other previous yeah. ones, it's so off-brand. Yeah, it's, it's more minimalist and kind of... Um, it kind of looks like they're pushing like a UFC direction with this new logo. Is is what a, it's what a lot of people gather. Yeah, I can kind of see and that. I, yeah, I can kind of see that. It it feels more esportsy in that way. Yeah, that's mm. definitely um, true. But at the same time, we've only seen thirty seconds of it. So I think it's yeah, just also uh, going to be a lot easier to sell on merch and stuff. It's just a logo you can slap on things. Can we also yeah, definitely? Yeah. Can we also talk about the amount of goiter on some of these on some of the characters' faces and how like almost triangular they are, even though they're going for semi-realistic graphics. Ryu is a brick shit house in this. That man is wide. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's um doing the run at straight challenge and he's going through anyway. I uh they they also so to say what's in this trailer they show uh Ryu looking like a fucking beast. They show the new character Luke who showed up at the end of Street Fighter V's um DLC cycle and was very much. Uh, advertised as the future Street Fighter character, like he'd be a main character for Street Fighter Six. So, um, they showed both of those off. Luke looks so much better in this in the this engine than he did in Street Fighter Five. Um, it's it's kind of nuts how much better he looks now. And people are speculating this is the RE engine. Uh, everything looks like it was in engine because they did a close up of Ryu's feet, and that those those feet <laughs> looks like they were game model feet. You're excited. Uh, Josh, your professional like opinion? Yeah, no. Like you're excited, Seth, like, <laughs> no, for, for I was deliberately staying silent so that you guys would leave me alone. <laughs> uh, Josh, rate these feet out of ten, please. <laughs> Zero, like all feet. <laughs> so, so we take the opposite, and we get uh, we take the opposite of that, and we get Josh's true opinion. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, people people have been mentioning like the muscle deformation in this is like very impressive as well. Um, and not something you see in a lot of fighting games. Uh, but yeah, uh, a week countdown for this 30 second trailer is very anticlimactic in my opinion. I, I would have liked to see some, like, match footage if they were going to try and hype it up like this. You, you could have even just said you would like to see more than a 30 minute, a 30 second trailer. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, even if it was snippets of gameplay, I would have been happy. Mm. But no, we just got, like, 
a 30 second hype trailer that says uh expects more news in summer oh boy and a, and a countdown <laughs> yeah another countdown yeah countdown, countdown to, summer, to summer baby um but the next countdown on the list the soul hackers countdown uh who wants yeah, to talk so about this one I'll also take it over for this one because um, I'm genuinely excited for this. Uh, Soul Hackers was a PlayStation 1 and Dreamcast RPG by um, Atlas and it got a remake on 3DS like 10 years ago. Uh, So it's hit its 25th anniversary this year and to celebrate, they're doing a second game in the series and it's being done by the same people that, like the same team that did Tokyo Mirage Session. So. You can kind of expect that style going into it. It's a uh, it's a very bright and colorful game. Looks kind of like cyber cyber techno punky sort of uh sort of aesthetic. Um, looks really interesting, and it's coming out Japan August twenty fifth, and on my birthday, the rest of the world August twenty sixth. Happy birthday! Wow. Good way to good way to shill your birthday there, Seth. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone wants to anyone wants to get me a birthday present? You know where to look. Elden Ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give them your address. That way, they know where to send it to. Just, just yeah, get me a digital yourself. copy. A digital copy. I, yeah, you, you know where you know where to send the emails. <laughs> so, how close does Soul Hackers play towards Persona? Yeah, most Atlas games play uh, play pretty similar to each other, so it's um it's not going to be that far off from everything like Persona or SMT. Like, there's some minor differences in like SMT. You have um instead of other party members that. Uh, the demons are your party members while persona is like you have your party and then you summon demons and um this soul hackers game is they haven't shown too much of what it's going to be like but it's going to be the same sort of um turn-based system that they usually have and they've shown off uh, the four player party so you do have a party system in Hmm. and uh like the use of demons hasn't been mentioned all that much yet okay well if it doesn't have social links I sleep. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it might have social links. You need you need the practice for uh, going out in public, Steve. Well, I use it as a replacement for going out in public. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, close close enough. Uh, next up on the list, um, we have some near Automata news. Uh, they're getting an anime. Uh, y- yay? Are we are we yay or yeah, are we yeah, we're yay? Yeah, yeah, big win. We're yay on that. We're yay. Oh, big, okay. big, big win. <laughs> I shut big, the fuck up, yay. Josh. <laughs> No, no, no. So I, I would love more Automata content and near content in general, right? But man, God, I hope it's well. I hope it goes well. Because if it doesn't do well, like if it's not good, I'm gonna be really upset, and it's gonna ruin a lot of love I have for that franchise. So I really hope I, they do a good job. Yeah, I, I also hope that they do a good job. Most adaptations don't end That's up the on problem, the good side. It? Yeah, especially, especially games that get made into things usually are not done well so i hope i hope this is one of the exceptions yeah i think i think most of like the the like the writing and directorial team is on for the anime so there's some hope there if like yoko taro is on board so we're near to some more anime eh can we move on (laughs) (laughs) i i guess we can't because there's more near news actually they're near some more ones uh so so everyone's least favorite game that's coming out soon, uh, Babylon's Fall, which I think comes out this weekend, actually. <laughs> um, they just announced that in season one of the game's live service uh, uh, outing, uh, season one will have uh, Nier Automata content. So 
they're trying to sucker in near fans into playing this game early because no one else is interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd still have zero interest in playing it. Likewise. Um, this, this is the most evil thing they could have done for that game. Yeah. I, I almost want to say hopefully it works out, but I also kind of hope it doesn't. I don't know. That, that sort of this, approach this, is always messy. This is like the first step Platinum is having into a live service game, and I, I want this to do like bad enough that it steers them away from trying again. <laughs> mm. on, um, <laughs> on a discussion thread about that on Twitter, someone actually name-dropped Deep Rock Galactic, which <laughs> is, a, is a bit of a familiar name around these parts, um, in that they, when they introduced seasonal content, they made it so that if there was... So all seasonal content, when the season itself is finished, just gets added as in-game drops, just at, at uh, rare percent chances for just playing through the game. So there'll be so what what I mean is because I'm explaining this really weirdly they did the first of many seasons uh, which wrapped up or is wrapping up soon it might have wrapped up already um, for Deep Rock Galactic but uh, within that was a whole bunch of a locked content to the season like cosmetics and and I think it was mostly cosmetics actually but what they're doing is that now that they're either you know, as I said, I don't know when, but either they're now into season two or going into season two, they're still keeping all the season one stuff. It's just added as percent drops to just playing the game, which is a really cool way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a pretty interesting way to handle things. Yeah, they've done all of their season and um, like Battle Pass stuff extremely well. Model yep. example. Deep Rock Galactic, great game. Go and play it. Listen to my thoughts on <laughs> most of our first couple episodes. <laughs> Crash Team Racing actually did a similar thing now that i'm thinking about it because they had uh seasonal events but um uh, yeah they made it so that it was very easy to get the things people care about without having to spend any in uh, spend any money mm. and uh, uh once the season was over they just randomly showed up in the uh in the uh the, like the in-game microtransaction store yeah that's probably the uh the best way to do it uh next up in the news um, we had an update to Dota 2, uh, finally, the post-TI update, big update, uh, changes a bunch of stuff, it would take me three hours to go through all the changes, and there are <laughs> better placed sources to go through that if that's what you're into, but the main takeaway is that we have a new hero coming, Primal Beast, which is interesting because Primal Beast was the final boss that you fought in Aghanim's Labyrinth, which is, um, I assume wrapped up as part of this update, which is a shame, because that was the main thing I was playing in Dota 2 for the last few months, but it's weird in that it seems like just from the gameplay footage that they've that they're showing of him, that he might be the biggest character model added. So he, he was a, he was a big guy that you fought at the end of Aghanims. But it seems like they've shrunk him a little bit, but he's still ginormous relative to the 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 average hero size in Dota 2. So I'm curious to see how that'll play out. Because you get you get weird interactions in um Aghanim's Labyrinth or anything in dota really when things are that size the hitbox is just un like it's kind of like a weirdly large hitbox around the model itself so you'll try and click past it and accidentally click on it you know what i mean so i'm wondering if, if that'll be a, a thing that happens to dota 2 as well but yeah we'll have to wait and see um hmm. on the other interesting cool changes skills, right? that it looks like they're adding a, a shit ton of the jungle creeps back which would be cool what was that josh um he had some pretty cool skills too and yes jungle creeps i might actually play dota again if jungle is actually viable again not not laning the whole thing is that it make, they're making it harder they're making the the risk reward ratio uh go up so jungle uh, creeps would be harder but they'll give you better stuff if you kill them so uh, okay so probably yeah, not what you're looking for in. yeah no nah. 
Rip. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hopefully that, you know, breathes some life back in the game. But we'll have to wait and see. Next up on the list, though, we have... Another Dota 2 claim. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> um, Pokemon Unite is getting Hooper, which I'm just trying to think. Is that the first legendary? Uh, Hooper's mythical. Um, and yeah, I, and Zero Aura. Yeah, Zero Aura is still in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zero Aura was I also keep forgetting mythical. about Zero Aura. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, but um, yeah, Hooper has been announced for Pokemon Unite, and uh, yeah, yay! I, I don't know. I'm as I, I think I actually said earlier in this episode. Did, yeah. That, um, that yeah, I, I climbed the ranks, became the elite child slayer, uh, master rank solo queue, um, uh, Pokemon Unite player, and just haven't touched it since. Uh, since they moved on to season two, although it, I don't know, the game it always. It's always interesting because it's so they they get such frequent content updates. It's always interesting to just sort of like poke your head back over and see what's going on. So I don't know. I assume Hooper will you know shift the game meta up again, but I don't think I, Hooper's introduction. I think its animations it. are cute. Yeah, the animations. Just looking are, at it, the goal the goal scoring animation is sick. I will I will yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah throws it it throws it through a ring or a hoop if you will and then it um portals to the top of the uh hoop that normally it's like a slam dunk but hooper uses its own ring to to slam dunk which is cool it is pretty cool. yeah and i also like that as ultimate is like trapping you inside a hoop and then just like jojo punching you from all angles <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um it also got released with uh announcements of like bre- like day one dlc paid um costumes for it as well so like t- typical free-to-play game but yeah, that, yeah that's 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 um you know diamond standard that, that's United standard yeah it's, yeah 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 I, it's good that the they are sort of getting supported with different costumes because like, some of those costumes are actually pretty good and you can mm. tell there's a lot of thought being put into they're them too actually. expensive though they're they are so very reasonably expensive are. yeah but i think the more important news that we should talk about while we're on pokemon is that uh, to celebrate pokemon day they release special artwork to celebrate unova they've been doing artwork for the whole for all the regions yeah but today specifically was unova day so um final final thing on pokemon unite while i'm thinking of it it's gonna be interesting that given enough time eventually there will be multiple like many hundreds of pokemon to choose from when they eventually put every pokemon into unite i personally can't wait for sneezler oh that that'll, <laughs> that'll be a meta <laughs> that so cursed. You, you picked the absolute worst one to to say out loud i did there's a reason i did <laughs> god i had such a visceral reaction like just to myself does, as you said sneezler does anyone else taste vomit <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's such a uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't vomit, but it was like the shakes. It's just a human in a fur costume. <laughs> but no, we don't need to bring it up. Yeah, again. it's not doing it. Yeah. We, we talked about it in the, we talked about it in the spoiler cast. Yeah. That's out now, right? Shout out to the spoiler cast. <laughs> It'll be out soon when I finish editing it. Oh, good. Well, people can look forward to that. Uh, no, the other Pokemon news I was going to say. Um, did everyone complete the Articuno battles, the Galarian Articuno um, Pokemon challenge? I did. I uh, I didn't, but I, I wish I did. By the time you guys had mentioned it, I was too late for me to do anything, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to sleep. So what do you mean? I, I didn't we mention it on, one. like, Friday afternoon? We, we mentioned it on one day, but then, like, I think you guys started sending photos, like, that night, and it was like, oh, well, 
it's too late now. Today's no, the last no. day. So so we we did it unless it was a New Zealand time zone thing, which hell I don't know it could have been. Um, I couldn't do the battles the day that I subscribed to it, which was the day that I think Steve reminded everyone. Uh, yeah, because so I, I, I sub- yeah I subscribed right at the start, like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. I forgot. I'll just go. I, I'll just go hunt shiny hunt them probably. I I subscribed on the reminder and I couldn't do the battles, but I was able to do the battles the next day, and that's when I um don't want to brag but uh got pretty close between my baby ice team and everyone's super tryhard ou meta team uh lasted three rounds it was you close. almost it was close. got around <laughs> yeah. i almost i almost <laughs> damaged a pokemon to half health like i don't know imagine imagine seeing a, a team of like baby ice pokemon and going yeah i'm gonna do a i'm gonna do an incineroar soul galio opening like bro just touch grass anyway <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get oddly worked up about that even that even though it was a complete meme that i tried um seth did you did you do it no i don't, i haven't played um sun as uh, sword and shield so, no. yeah there was there was not a chance for me to do that fair enough uh, reminder to everyone that's listening. what i'm buying you for your birthday <laughs> i i i can just borrow it from my brother i just haven't yeah but if i buy it and then like and give it to you for your birthday you'll feel guilty enough that you have to play it <laughs> Are you sure about that? If it was anyone other than me, I would say yes. <laughs> they would just shame you on the podcast until you play it. You're a fake fan. And I'm a... shamed enough on the podcast every week as is. That's yeah, right. I think we might need to up our game for that. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, uh, a, a reminder to everyone listening that uh, Glaring Articuno, you might still be able to get it. No, if, you can't. If you're enrolled. It's like, no, it's, it's, no, you can't. It's, oh, as the battle's no. finished? Yeah, they were, yeah it was, was, it was the just problem. the weekend. It was all, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, I should probably claim mine. Uh, we'll yeah, claim so you can mine. go claim it and download it now, and you can also register to get Galarian, a shiny Galarian Moltres now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Moltres, those three battles and then... come from March the 10th to March the 12th, if I believe correctly. And you only have to do yep. three battles, and then you've got it. Yeah. And then the same with shiny Galarian Zapdos the following month, which I guess would also be whatever weekend falls on April 10th to 12th. Yes. The thing that I thought was cool uh, was that the Articuno is actually like a competitive one. If you give it the, um, I think it's what's, what's it called, like Iron Ball or something, you make it slow. Um, it's actually a competitive set, which is kind of cool. Is it? Yeah. Uh, people were talking about it, at least in the, the Facebook groups that um, I'm part of for Pokemon stuff. So I assume it, it, they were all the same, but I obviously didn't get one. A mystery of Pokemon um, set nature and IV? Uh, depends. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah, th- this one is not from what I'm aware of. Okay, great. Looking forward to self re- uh, soft resetting this one. Oh, it's not. Okay. Oh, from what people were saying that it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you, yeah, I think you can reset it to get it. But at the same time, like we didn't sort of shield, it's easy to get competitive Pokemon, like either through bottle caps or, um, yeah. or through the mints. The only the only way you can't get a competitive Pokemon for that is if you need something with a zero stat. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's right. that's the downside. So if you wanted to have zero attack or zero speed, you're like, well, I guess I can't do that. Yeah, I have to breed a Pokemon with a zero for that. Mm. So with you, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next next up in the list, uh, we have um, uh, another Unreal Engine game from SNK. I yeah, don't know much about that, this that... one, so someone will have to take over. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about this one. It's just kind of surprising because SNK just released King of Fighters 15 like not even a full week ago. And um, yeah, they, they just randomly dropped on Twitter that they're going, hey, uh, I, we've made our Samurai Showdown King of Fighters 15 and we've got a game in development at the moment all using Unreal Engine like just to like push that uh, that they've been working with that engine for a little while now and like... They did an article on why they've uh, switched to Unreal Engine. 
But um, it was just kind of surprising that they just came out and said, hey, we've also got another game in development using the engine, even though we just released King of Fires 15, like, four days ago. I mean, got to keep the hype train going, right? Is there a countdown? <laughs> uh, not at the moment, no. Let me for a tournament to be announced the same day first. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a countdown for an announcement, you know, now <laughs> <laughs> just just wait till summer yeah true true uh cool uh any, anything more to add to that i as i said i don't really know no, I, I just threw that in because it was kind of surprising yeah fair enough um something i am more interested in though interview with bioware they are doing well they've confirmed what we'd already suspected in that a new dragon age game and a new mass effect game are on the way uh i I'll be honest, I'm actually not that enthused, given I don't know any Bioware game that's done well in the last four years. Hasn't, like, every major, like, lead at Bioware left within the last five years? Yeah, yeah. the rumors were that they were getting pushed towards Anthem, and then Anthem um, flopped. Anthem was Anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthem Anthemed a little get, bit too hard. <laughs> Flop doesn't yeah. even begin to describe what that was. Um and then everybody sort of they had the one good feature and they leaned into that one feature Two months, yeah. man, it's the beginning of the end that's a shit game um but but anyway yeah <laughs> that's so how you really feel. <laughs> is it on game pass no that's how shit <laughs> no. is i don't think it's on anything <laughs> no nah, they discontinued it right i think yeah. they they've shut yeah. the service down at the start yeah i'm pretty sure it doesn't year, you can't play it anymore you um, know because initially initially it, because initially they tried to do the um the artifact treatment of hey we released something oh what we released was shit we'll we'll just we'll fix it up and and we'll we'll, we'll give it the no man's sky treatment and then they, got, and then they never fixed it yeah, up yeah and then they got a year into it and went ah we'll just put this in the too hard basket <laughs> yeah yeah there, there was talks like that we should just gonna like scrap it and then start again but then obviously they started yeah, well, they, they did one of those yeah, <laughs> yeah. they did they did <laughs> yeah but anyway um, so on this it looks like yeah so on this they've been speaking about they came up with a blog post by where and they're still working on dragon age 4 and whatever the new, the new uh mass effect game will be and 30 years time we have that release so it looks like that they'll be doing some updates later on in the year with some concept art and maybe even a couple of trailers i i just hope they go straight into trailers because i'm sick of um bioware games being announced and they're like hey here's some like concept stuff that we've modeled yeah. or hey well, look yeah. at this over the shoulder of us testing something in the engine See you in dragon years. age had the trailer for game awards 2020 um yeah but, they, they yeah. did yeah then that was that was that looked cool <laughs> It did, but like it's, it's been like there's, there's nothing to it. Yeah, it's, it's been like nearly ages. I'm looking forward to Mass Effect. It's been oh, it's been like ages. Don't, don't talk we, to we, me we, about we, that when there's fucking Dragon Age, bro. It's been so much longer. It's been six or seven years since Andromeda. Ugh. Hasn't it been like ten years since the last good one? No, no, it's been ten years since the last one. We got the 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 um legendary collection last year but before that you know we haven't had anything since Mass Effect three. So Mass no, Effect four had... should be good. Oh yeah, You're, are you ignoring um? Andromeda. You're right. Mass Effect Two was 2010, so it was. It's been 12 years since the last good one. No, Mass Effect the Three last was one. good. Yeah, no. Mass Effect Three was good. Yeah, Mass Effect Three was fine. That that whole trilogy was great. Um, yeah, I just I I hope they do a follow up to what was otherwise a really good trilogy. And and don't get, take it into a different galaxy. <laughs> yeah. And and whatever you do, 
don't don't put it into another galaxy i don't know if you would ever think of doing that but i'm sure if anyone did that the game would probably suck so <laughs> so you're saying you that. just want commander shepherd again <laughs> no no not, not commander shepherd i just don't want something set in a different galaxy a thousand years apart i just i don't get how you set up so like they they went through and gave every planet a description that you could travel to in mass effect one two and three i don't get how you get to the end of a trilogy and go you know what let's just shutter all of this world building we've done and start again in a different galaxy it's a good thing they didn't do that though yeah, right yeah exactly exactly anyway i'm gonna get oddly worked up about this Who's Man, what are we <laughs> i'm excited for dragon age i mean i'm excited for mass effect but way more excited for dragon age um, yes i'm very was... excited for dragon age as well <clears throat> yeah because when did dragon age 2 come out uh dragon age 2 came out in 2011 but dragon age inquisition came out in 2014 but inquisition is one of the worst games i've ever played shut the fuck up josh <laughs> yeah. josh take it's so bad it's so <laughs> bad what do you mean what do you mean josh take that one's actually no, like the, pretty good that's the majority opinion yeah, it is. Like, no one really liked inquisition it was horrible nah. i've had to play only like game journalists time. liked inquisition which tells you everything you need <laughs> to know about people. that game <laughs> Night. I'd be hard pressed to call a game journalist a person. <laughs> Dragon Age One was amazing. Dragon Age Two was like, this is still really good. And then Inquisition was like, well, there goes the series. I, I love the idea that, that Seth's going to get dragged into a dark basement, gun against his head. Tell me a game journalist a person, and Seth's like, I I can't. <laughs> I'll, I'll roll the Just dice. Just pull the trigger. Any <laughs> I'll roll the dice. Um, I, I like I like the Inquisition. I thought it was. Pretty good. You're to the do. only one that like. Wow, it. Josh, take. <laughs> yeah, um, feeling ostracized here. Like they did. There was a lot more misses and hits, but I did like how refreshing, like different it was, and like there was a lot more different variety. <laughs> By being <theory>. worse. <laughs> By being so much worse. I, I, I will give Inquisition one point. It has a Stoller's voice actor in it. I was about to say it has a decent soundtrack. So that's this. That's a very good soundtrack. Yeah. It has a good. I like all the characters Imagine. as well and. Imagine having a really well-reviewed game, and then the follow-up is we took the game in a new direction as a selling point, <laughs> yeah. and it's down. <laughs> yeah, it's the Andromeda of Dragon Age. <laughs> yeah, the, but, so yeah, Assassin's Creed Syndicate into whatever was the next Assassin's Creed game. True. Uh, yeah, no, but so, so that that brings me back to the point though. What was the last good Bioware game? Was it Mass Effect Three? Probably. Yeah, Mass Effect Three. Yeah. Out? Yeah. That's, yeah actually, that's, that sounds about right. That's such what? a fucked track. I'm surprised EA hasn't like euthanized Bioware at this point. Oh, hang on. Are they still are doing they the Knights of the games? Old Republic series? The, the, the cracks were starting. To, the cracks were starting to show in Bioware when they made that uh that one Sonic game. They made a Sonic game. What? They made a Sonic game. I don't yeah. remember uh, this. So Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood on DS. They made that it game. A... Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end for them. I liked it. I liked Sonic Chronicles. Anyway, oh dude. man, Josh, take. <laughs> Oh, you liked it, oh, Steve's Steve's just bringing out all the bad takes. We've got to start calling them Steve takes. Yeah, they didn't do Baldur's Gate three. Obviously, they did Baldur's Gate something for number one and something for number two. But obviously, they didn't do three um, because three is good and it's recently released. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> no, no, Baldur's Gate one and two were good, but Baldur's Gate like uh, three is new and it's good. So I, I don't know. All right. So final thoughts on this: We're excited for Mass Effect and Dragon Age, but realistically, what what are we thinking out of ten? These games are going to be. <laughs> Like realistically four. barely a one barely a one i go maybe like if, a four if if ea gives them time to like fully bake it which ea will never do <laughs> then like i'd probably go and say a seven 
maybe an eight, but uh, realistically, maybe maybe a two or a three. If if they if they produce a four, I will play it. Well, if if they produce a four for Mass Effect, <laughs> you'll play it through grit teeth. <laughs> no, if, sorry, if, if they if they produce Mass Effect four and it's a four out of ten, I'll roast into glasses that to to, to a five out of ten. That's all I'll say. Anyway, uh, we should probably move on. <laughs> Next up in the list, we have Bethesda doing good we're in support of this right they're getting yeah, rid of absolutely. yeah yeah definitely yeah microsoft's already making moves <laughs> we've done it you're welcome it, no no so it's like it's like, like um, my, microsoft yet. microsoft buys out bethesda just to fix that one annoying thing and then they sell them back again <laughs> <laughs> you know you <laughs> In saying Microsoft's fixing them, I'm surprised that uh, these games aren't being moved to the Microsoft Store on Windows. Why would they do that? Well, all of the um, Microsoft games release on Steam as well as Windows. I know, but I'm just saying that I. It's funny that it's uh, funny to me that they didn't also say that Bethesda games were moving to that store. They just said they were moving to Steam. I'm well, because they're already they part didn't. of the uh, the store for Xbox. Oh, are they? I believe I'm pretty so. sure yeah they are yeah yeah because they're part of game pass okay never so mind you have to then. play them through game pass on uh, the xbox app i don't know about you guys but i'm disappointed that they didn't announce uh support for games for windows live as a launcher oh please god no no never no, no. return yeah no god that's <laughs> be gone <laughs> I, I can't think of a worse hell <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the one thing that will make josh grab the cross <laughs> oh like like i I, I'm pretty much a giant Microsoft shill for the last like couple of years since I've been really using a lot of their enterprise products. But even you have your limits. Yeah, even I have my limits. Oh my god, I cannot stand Game for Windows Live. That thing. So, so Steve, how do you feel about me. Games for Windows Live? Yeah, true. I don't well, use you, it because I've got Xbox. To use it. Yeah. I do remember a couple of games using it when I was like 15 years ago when I was a kid playing, but didn't change for those 15 years. Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> and it only got sunsetted like, yeah. a couple of years back. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Anyway, Bethesda did good. Uh, you'll love to see it. Uh, we didn't actually any, explain they, what they did. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> just talked around it for that's, like three minutes. That's what I was about to ask. Anyone want to actually describe what the change is? Yeah, may as well. Um, the Bethesda.net uh, launcher, for lack of a better name, because um, why would you name it anything other than the same name as your company, I guess? Uh, that's getting sunset. Uh, all of the content is moving to Steam, um, and they're actively working on like migrating all of your stuff from Fallout 76 for the three people who have played it. Um, <laughs> into the Steam, so you have a seamless sync. Uh, that's about it. That's that's some pretty special treatment it, for those three people. This is a type of sunsetting I like to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more of this, please. <laughs> next up, Origin. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Origin. Wait, is is UPlay still officially supported? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, something else now. I think. Got it. Got to drop Origin's that. Origin's now called EA Desktop Application Beta. <laughs> god i hate it so much yeah same activision one i think will actually disappear uh very soon as well microsoft will probably kill that off uh wasn't activision's one part of uh, bethesda.net no no that's battle.net it's completely different yeah Uh, it was too yeah uh except it's not called battle.net anymore it's actually called actually no no it's called blizzard launcher isn't it it was called the blizzard launcher now it's called yeah I, I think it was blizzard launcher when i played overwatch yeah yep. yeah 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 it got moved into battle.net uh any other comments or shall we move on let's uh let's move on to uh to activision since we've brought them up uh, yeah <laughs> i yeah that's also how i'm feeling <laughs> bobby kotick <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> <laughs> go big guy you've made it in the news again 
<laughs> Do you think he has like all the clippings of the times he's made like newspapers and stuff, just like in a dedicated room the size of like a? a it's hall? in the Cosby Suite. Yeah. <laughs> he get he gets oh, his PA to just like cut out the newspaper clippings, like not even full, but just like real hostage letter style, like each each letter <laughs> just to make up the same words. And, and they'll ask like, "Hey, this is a complete waste of my time. Why am I doing this?" And Bobby's just like, "I need more." <laughs> please I'm, all publicity I, is good publicity i'm getting another like 15 mil i can pay you <laughs> money is no object he, for me he says he got so big that he was covered by us uh, uh major news networks which means he's worth more money now oh god anyway i guess do we do we explain what we're talking about yeah this we're time? gonna have to we're gonna have to. yeah uh obviously well who wants to take it bags uh, not. i I've already started. So every, everyone knows Bobby, uh, Bobby Kotick, the CEO currently of Activision Blizzard. Um, he's getting a $15 million golden parachute, they called it in this headline for, from Axios. Uh, basically, if he leaves, he'll get $15 million to leave. No, no, it's if uh, if Microsoft fires him well, if for they, any reason, yeah, he gets yeah, $15 million. Exactly. Um, so yeah, if he, if he didn't resign, then he gets it, basically. Um, so it's just absolutely nuts considering he's like making a big deal of like oh you know i'm i'm making the same wage as like a minimum wage or whatever it is but the dude already has stupid money and he's got like stuff like this in the background like it's just it's just sad like it's just another thing to add to the pile of like i can't believe this shit is still happening (laughs) not to mention if the uh board of activision blizzard sees measurable improvement across i guess they're going to be like some sort of survey metrics or internal company culture metrics then the board is going to get a fairly hefty bonus as well, of which some portion will go to Bobby. Mm-hmm, so, yep. literally can't stop winning. Yeah. So, he just a dot point in this uh, article, actually, is that he owns or has the right to acquire 6.5 million shares, which will be worth $619 million at Microsoft's asking price. Which is... Fuck, oh my so God. much money. Oh. Some... It's- Something that is so fucked from this article as well, I want to mention, is that so when uh, when they initially got into talks with Microsoft, Microsoft's opening bid was uh, $80 a share. And over the course of... Uh, this was like right before everything negative about Activision starting, started coming out. Uh, all this stuff started happening, and over the course of the month of the negotiation, Activision somehow managed to get that up to $95 a share, mm. rather than going down to whatever... Which is like how how do you get all that bad publicity and increase your share price? Because their their stock price still kept going up all that whole time, which is crazy. Or for most of it anyway, because they were reporting profits. So people kept buying into it. It's it, I don't know, man. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's big just, company it's is big literally scam. too big to fail. Yeah, uh and one more other really dour note I wanted to highlight was that um uh, it part of the deal with Microsoft is that Activision Blizzard is not allowed to uh, get into any collective bargaining agreements with uh, with employees or unions without Microsoft's direct approval. So this is this is another union busting tactic as well. Uh, I, I don't even know necessarily that it's a union busting bus, uh, busting tactic. Yes, it it is a way to stop people. But it could also be seen on the other side where Microsoft has been like, hey, we, we've seen everything that you've tried to do. <laughs> Don't do any more shit without our approval because we have to rubber stamp it because now it, now it looks bad on them as well. Um, so Yeah, but now it's it, the unions it another, have to go to Microsoft rather than Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it's just and, another um, thing in the way, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that the, the last dot point in the article is that they're still expecting an extra $2.5 billion revenue increase. So on top of their current revenue for 2023, which is insane. Give money. Right. And uh, now that we've finished talking about uh, the... Depressing news uh, of money to... and how it's not real. Money is a social Line go up. Uh, no, I was trying to think of like the, the I don't know, the, the expired cranberry juice of a human. Yeah, we're all with that one. Um, now that we've finished talking about them anyway, uh, one final and hopefully much happier piece of news on the list, which we might be talking about for a little bit longer. Some Final Fantasy news, uh, courtesy of our Final Fantasy power user, Seth, the man himself. Tell us about it. Yep, so uh, this is going to be a bit of a longer one because uh, they did a live stream this past uh, uh, Friday and there was a lot of stuff they covered in this. So uh, I'm going to just highlight some of the bigger overarching points rather than all this little nitty-gritty stuff. If uh, if you want the nitty-gritties, then um, there's articles online that cover everything. But um, I, I'm going to cover the things that I think are very important for the game's life. So uh, to start off with... Uh, during a mic check, Yoshi P uh, just forthwith said the game will not support NFTs. They will not be adding NFTs into the game, and there's nothing Square Enix can do to make him add NFTs into the game. And nice. everybody clapped. So, everyone did clap. Yes. <laughs> uh, so to go over what this plan, uh, this uh, stream was, um, they wanted to cover like the past ten years of the game's life and just kind of have like a little bit of a look back but also their future plans leading up to uh, patch 7.0, which is going to be the next major expansion that releases for the game. So um, each patch of um, like the 6 series, so like 6.1 through to 6.5, uh, they're going to start adding uh, trust dungeons and trust trials into the game for four-player uh, events. Uh, trust is something that they introduced in Shadowbringers where you can take uh, story NPCs into dungeons and uh, one trial specifically and do those as um, single player instances rather than having to play multiplayer. Oh, that's cool. So, mm. yeah. So by the time the next expansion comes out, you'll be able to play the vast majority, majority of this game single player. I have a, a um, question about that before you move on from that quickly. Is that yep. going backwards from Shadowbringers as well? Like, is that going to do Realm Reborn, Heavensward? Have they said? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what this. Uh, that sorry, I didn't explain it well enough. But um, starting in six point one, they're going to do all the Realm Reborn dungeons. Six point two is going to be Heavensward yep. and so on. Cool. So they're awesome. going to be adding them into all the older content. Hopefully, we'll get less Sestasha in the roulette then. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope so. Um. Um, they they said they're not going to do eight player trials at the moment because that um that's a bit too much. But they'll consider it once seven point comes out if they're going to do that. Trials are fine anywhere. They're like five minutes in and out. Yeah, usually. and um they're they're a lot easier to get into as well. Yeah. Um, going off of that, uh, they're making some major changes to a Realm Reborn's end game and trials. Good. Uh, so. So this is, <laughs> this is what I, I didn't write these into the notes so I could just hit Joshua for all of these. <laughs> uh, Cape Westwind's trial is being sunsetted. Uh, oh no, and that is being the hardest boss in the game. <laughs> yeah, the hardest <laughs> boss in the game is uh, being sunsetted and being turned into a single player instance. So the fights will still exist in game. It's just going to be a single player fight now rather than a eight player fight that's done in 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um. Castrum and Praetorium are being turned into four-player dungeons. 
and Praetorium's dungeon will be ending much, much earlier. Can uh, you the skip final the cutscenes in the dungeon because I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I, I think because of this, you'll be able to skip. Oh, I uh, sure hope either so. Either skip cutscenes, or because it's not eight player anymore, they're just going to run through faster with these changes. But also, the last, the second last fight in this, uh, in that dungeon is being cut out and being turned into its own trial. Oh. And the final, final fight of the dungeon is going to be a solo instance. So they're shortening the length of the dungeon as well oh, as um, making these changes. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, so rather than sunsetting content, they're just making things like easier for older play uh, older players to just not have to deal with them anymore, and newer players to get through things faster. Yeah, like like I was saying for the Destiny stuff last week, like I'm much more in favor of just having them be single player content, um, which it sounds like you know that's heavily what they're doing. So yeah, no good. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not a fan of like removing these things entirely, especially because fourteen is such a story heavy game, and like from a Realm Reborn all the way to Endwalker is like one massive story arc. Yeah. So cutting things out doesn't make sense for that game because as much as it's an MMO, it's much more a Final Fantasy game than that. <laughs> um, when seven point does come out, they're going to be doing their first ever graphical update to the game. Oh, thank God. Uh, they're going to be improving models, animations, and lighting across the board. Uh, development team still wants the game to be accessible to lower-end PCs, though, and still support the PS4 version, so don't expect too big of a jump, but um, it's still going to be pretty good, and from something I heard but haven't gotten clarification on is that apparently this is also going to be an opt-in, opt-out sort of thing, so, like, if your PC can't handle the newer models and lighting, then you can turn it off, potentially. Do you reckon they'll um, continue supporting... Wait, do, do they continue supporting the PS3 already? No, they dropped that. They dropped that already? Uh, okay. Yeah, they dropped that somewhere in between Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Okay, cool. I was going to say, do you reckon they're still going to do that? But yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, the PS4 version will probably be dropped somewhere between the next expansion and the expansion after that. Once everyone can actually buy a PS5, yeah. What about yeah. the Xbox version, but when's that coming? So um, <laughs> when they were talking about the graphical updates of the game, they showed off this uh, very nice model of um, an NPC. They were like, so people are talking about like Horizon coming out very soon and things like that. We want to make it very certain that this is not what we're aiming for and put a big fat no sticker <laughs> over the picture they were showing, which I thought was pretty funny. And, That's um, hilarious. So yeah. So, so for a little bit, uh, they went through like all the different pictures and stuff. Um, I might flash a couple of those across the screen while we're talking about this because some of those changes are very nice and drastic, especially the lighting ones. I've seen nonstop memes about the grass. Yeah, the grass is actually a very, very funny story because um, there's a cutscene in Endwalker that uh, they have to zoom in on some flowers very close to the grass, and because the grass is auto-generated, it just looks like shit. <laughs> Like, every time they tested it, it looks like shit to the point where Yoshi P just said, look, just disable the auto-generated grass for this one scene in particular. It's just, it's ruining everything. Yeah. And they also did maintenance on a grape, can't forget. Yep. <laughs> I, I, so many people are, are upset with that. They wanted to go back to the old version because <laughs> uh, the, the crystal grapes were hilarious. All right, what else did um, they change? Uh... They're going to be changing like NPC models and they're going to change the player model, but they want to try and make sure that your player model still looks pretty close to how it is at the moment. Um, they're, they're just in testing phases at the moment, so they're not like hard 
like implementing these until the next expansion comes out anyway. Uh, they also said that throughout the um the six point X series of updates, they're going to be adjusting the glamour system so you have more glamour plates and your glamour dresser can hold more stuff, which is good. Thank you, thank you so much. There's that never enough space for these things. I think I was complaining about the last time I played, saying that you know even WoW has a better system than this. Yeah. Oh, like in general, the glamour system is um is. Uh, uh pretty bad yeah but um like just expanding expanding your inventory spaces for glamour system is very appreciated glamour system being uh transmog, uh, where you, tr transmog basically okay yeah yeah cool yeah and um the last note i want to touch on is that um on a development side of things they're changing their uh patch cycle uh originally like they've had a consistent every 3.5 months they would uh, put out a new major patch for the game which would come with like more story content more side content more dungeons and such uh because of everything they're planning to introduce by the time 7.0 comes out they're changing their development cycle to every four months giving themselves like an extra two weeks to test things before they implement it into the game and uh, they they also said like when holidays and stuff come in, there's gonna be like additional wait times between that, which I think fair is fair. Enough. Um, yeah, like you need the extra time to make sure these things are down pat. And 14's been such a strong game so like so far. But Seth, uh, yeah, we take... want our rushed and buggy mess now. Well, too bad. The last time they did that, no one could play the game. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna remove it from They're... sale again. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna remove yeah. from sale for the bad for the bad reason rather than the good. Yeah. But yeah, um that's all the major beats of announcements. Everything else that was announced was like very minute this this content is coming in this patch sort of thing, which I don't want to cover right now. But yeah, all these major changes coming out is looking pretty good for the game's health for that for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, it all sounds sick. Um any follow up like initial initial thoughts on that, Josh? Um, yeah, no, no, it all sounds good, really. There's <laughs> more Final Fantasy content, so yeah, can't complain. Yeah, the um the changes to a Realm Reborn are very appreciated because that that part of the game is a slog already. It's, but um they've yeah. had <laughs> they've had to do so many things to get uh, end game players to go back to that content to help new players as well to get through. And um God, I think the first time I did Praetorium, I was sitting in like a 50 minute queue as a DPS. Yeah. Um, so anything that lowers that queue time for new players is very appreciated. It's pretty bad. Um, even as a healer, it took a little while. Um, and like yeah. the dungeons oh. have unskippable cutscenes currently. Uh, so you have to sit there and watch the same cutscene oh. because it's a, a daily mission. You're like, oh, well, time to watch these same cutscenes again because there's only the two that I can get from this roulette for this daily. So right. you can do yeah, the, the same two dungeons every day. And the the plus side of doing that daily is that you get like three quarters or like a full level of experience for uh your classes and yeah. you get big rewards for endgame stuff if you're doing a capped out character. Yeah, you get like some but, uh, good stuff, but it's like, oh boy, like you know, it, it's effectively to... like you know, time to flick on Netflix or something while I do this for an hour for the day. Uh it's yeah. just it's dreadful. So I'm glad it's also changing. Also, it just hit me that since they're turning these into four-player dungeons, people can just trust these their first time through. Uh, probably, yeah. So hopefully I yeah. never have to see those cutscenes again with the subpar voice acting for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, good and healthy changes coming to the game. I'm I'm very excited for the game's future, and they're doing that thing I wanted where uh, now that uh, I don't know if they're doing an engine update, but they're at least improving the game's graphics, which is very nice. Needed to be done for sure. Some of the old areas, like in um, the first couple of X packs, look pretty iffy. Yeah, and like just as things they're doing for lighting changes already drastically improved the environments. Yeah. Sweet. And with that, we are at the end of the news for this week. We now have our audience question. We have Anony Moose writing in asking, what is the most expensive edition slash game you've ever bought and why? Uh, stress on the why. Uh, should we start with you, Seth? Oh, God. Okay, you put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, Josh. Think about it. Uh, no, no, no. I got, it. I got, I got <laughs> the you, you answer. Ready. You're ready. Is that I, You're gone. It's that... Is that I've given Steve so much shit for this that <laughs> my answer's gonna suck. Oh, I see. Um, I bought uh, Final Fantasy XV's uh, Ultimate Edition for three hundred and fifty dollars. Three hundred videos. I wait. Oh my god. <laughs> that hurts. Because I waited. I waited ten years for that game. So I. I promised myself I would buy the most expensive edition of that game when it came. But you out. promised yourself that. It's so much money, <laughs> man. The like best Final ten, Fantasy ten, game. Ten years ago, Seth was really banking on you just having money, huh? Yeah. Um. It was actually like it was like the year before the game came out, in a point where I didn't have a job or money, and I still managed to do it. <laughs> well. Oh God. Yeah. And what a yeah, company. that game did not live up to the three hundred and fifty dollars yeah. I spent. I don't think anything could live up to that fucking amount of money. But what did it come with? Uh, it came with a Noctis Play Arts figure, it came with like a massive art book, and a few other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Did you keep any of them after playing the game? Oh yeah, it's still on my shelf, and every day I sit, at, sit there staring at it, thinking about burning it all. Oh, that's <laughs> a good game. <laughs> that's a oh, it, it also came with the movie, and the, uh, the anime. Oh, nice, oh, cool. The ones that you needed to You know, the anime the that's story. for free on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, nice. <Ugh>. Stonks. <laughs> um, Josh, what about you? Um, I think mine probably is Escape from Tarkov, uh, because the big boy edition of that one... Uh, gives you a quite quite a bit of just in-game stuff that's really useful, uh, and then it was 135, I think USD, which is like 180 or something Australian. So I ended up buying that one after getting the original game for the the 20 bucks. But they're both still currently pre-orders, so I just like upgraded my edition. So that'd probably be that. And why? Why? Uh, because I already had sunk 300 hours into the game at that point. Uh, and my friend gave me a license code, and I was like, well, I'm going to upgrade it to get all of this in-game stuff. Uh, particularly, there's a container that if you die in the game, rather than... You die in real life. Oh, no, shit. No, nah, nah. you have like a small <laughs> container that you can put uh, certain items in uh, that you just get a bigger one that you just never lose that stuff if you die. So it's really, really useful because uh, you die a lot of the time in Tarkov. I see. Uh, Steve? Uh, I've got a few... Um, I think <laughs> I'll just reel off my, my Gucci list real quick. Oh no! Well, gotta get those receipts. Surely, surely Fallout was the most expensive. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, so I, I went through a big stage of like pre-ordering like games as soon as I um started making money from Macca's, and it was literally I'd work for a hundred hours, and they would all go to a game pre-order, um, and then I'd come home with a game pre-order, and Mum would be like, "Where'd you get the money for that?" I'm like, "Oh, I work hard." Drugs. <laughs> it's like I work Please don't beat that. me again. It's like, oh, uh, how much was that? I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's an amount. Two 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 hundred and fifty. Yeah. How much you got saved up, Steve? That's none of your business, man. I work hard for <laughs> zero. Um, yeah. So I think Why don't most you expen- buy a new aerial for your Commodore instead. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Why do I need to? A metal clothesline works fine. It's got an <laughs> it ox board as well. That, that steering wheel's looking a little rough, buddy. Don't you need a new one? <laughs> no, it's fine. It'll, it'll the last. whole car looked a little rough. Yeah, yeah it's pretty rough. But anyway, <laughs> I, was, I think, well, yeah, the Fallout 4 pre-order bonus I got cost me like 250 and it came with this Pip, Pip Boy replica that was the most fucking dog shit thing I've ever been burned with. <laughs> Because your phone didn't fit, right? The phone that didn't fit. Hilarious. It was it was McDonald's quality. Like it was like Oh no. It was like a weird Actually no, there's the I will say there's the one McDonald's toy of Sasuke that is like exceptional quality because it'll balance anything. But besides that, yeah, McDonald's quality is awful. There was those like little like Sonic handheld games and stuff. Yes. Yeah, those two buttons. They were yeah, the Sonic good. Heroes handheld yeah, games. Good. I love those. Golden Age Mac is right there. Yeah, yeah. Golden Age of video games, arguably. You got like um, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards and stuff at some point as well. Yeah, mm. I'm not sure if they're any good though. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, this Fallout thing didn't fit First my phone. Charizard. So, thanks, <laughs> Logan. Um, but yeah, God, like... I got sweet and sour sauce for my nuggies on it. Now it's worthless. <laughs> you would buy Maccas and gain like three hundred grand. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't know at the time, though. Oh, Still, all those times I know your mom to go into Maccas and she never did. <laughs> Serves her right. <laughs> um, yeah. So this Fallout Four thing, like, it barely fit my arm because it needed to be like really tight. Because I think they were expecting uh, a much larger, portly uh, gentleman would um, it'd be pre-ordering it. And then because I had one of the Sony Xperia's, it didn't fit properly. It's just just fucking garbage quality. And like, I think it was like this, one of my friends maybe put it on to sort of try it on, and I snapped the the Velcro strap on it. Um, oh god. Oh. And I just put it down. I'm like, that's it. It's going back in the box. Uh, it was sort of all right. It's sort of like a, a thing to put on the desk as a stand. But then every time someone would come over, they'd be like, oh yeah, hey, what's that like? Can I put it on? I'm like, no, put it down. Don't fucking touch it. <laughs> that that actually reminds me. Oh god. Um. I bought the Bayonetta special edition for like a hundred and ten. Uh, I think the base game was coming up for a hundred, so it was like only ten dollars extra. Uh, it came with a replica of um one of her guns, and a few years later, like the stand it came with was really shoddy quality. So this thing was always tipping over, and just one day my cousin accidentally tipped it over, and it just shattered. Oh, shit! Oh god! <laughs> Should put it in a jar. Oh no! No no no! We get it. It was just her gun, out, not please. her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it was just the gun then. Okay, that's, that not line mine. that's not funny anymore. I thought it might have been like a feed or something. I don't know. <laughs> God, I, I sometimes I miss like, getting like figurines from like pre-ordering games. Um, I, I, yeah, figurines, and um, I got to, with Infamous Two. I got a replica of um Cole's bag from that game, which I used at school for quite a while. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if Josh remembers that. It was like a um. A single strap bag. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't know what it was from at the time. I probably would have made fun yeah. of you for Did it. Did you pretend you had lightning powers at the same time? <laughs> nah, I wasn't that cringe. He would Naruto run around oh, the school. I don't school. know, man. <laughs> Naruto run between classes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we I have. Been there. Right of passage, I, really. Personally, like, I never got anything physical except for one one thing for the game that i pre-ordered uh because i just i was sharing a room for most of my life and then when i moved out, i was like oh digital games exist why would i buy a physical copy um but i got for pre-ordering uh skyrim you got uh, like a map that was printed on like linen or something uh that was really cool it had like the map of, oh man uh, that Temeria. sucks because the pc edition was uh, printed on plastic paper oh was it oh wow oh, yeah you got like a linen one for like the xbox one at least yeah it was, in, it was in the um it was really good the, the, the game case that's right it yeah yeah in the steel case yeah it was awesome 
I wish I still had it. I think it tore. Um, but yeah, no, that was like the only thing I got physical with a game, and it was like it was actual quality, and I was like, this is good. I like this. Wasn't, wasn't there? Um, shoot, I'm struggling to remember what the series was now. It it was a serial series, so it was like game. I don't know five or something in the series where oh, like you we could get. No, no, no. I... <laughs> Drinking out of the bowl, <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Nice. <laughs> Um, I, I don't I don't remember what the game was though, but it, it was like a two or three hundred dollar pre order thing, and it didn't come with the game. It was just like oh, it was there was just Assassin's a bunch Creed ones that did that. Yeah, a couple of the Assassin's yeah. Creed ones, a couple of Fly Cry ones do that as well. Like it's I don't, weird, yeah, uh, well, yeah. It's it's sounding like an Ubisoft pre order, and it probably was, but like it just came with a bunch of stuff, including a steelbook case, but just not the game. Not the game, yeah. yeah definitely <laughs> I think Sight did one of the Cyberpunk pre order bonuses do that. I, 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 I remember it getting memed really I think hard. it might have been a Watch Dogs game that did that. I remember it came with like a shitty $20 Xiaomi drone or something. It might have been Watch it Dogs. It probably was a Watch Dogs one then, yeah. Either way, God, Ubisoft hilarious. got really insane with their special editions. They still are. I'm pretty sure the Cyberpunk Xbox didn't come with a copy of Cyberpunk. No, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a cool looking Xbox. Actually, even the, the Switch... There was certain Switch uh, ones that they released and they didn't come with a copy of the game. The Pokemon ones are notable. The Animal Crossing one didn't either. There's a whole bunch of things that you just yeah, assume that's right, come it's just with like it like that the, it just doesn't. It's just like the, the, the Joy-Con design and the yeah. design on the um, on the dock and things. Yeah, and it just didn't yeah, come with the game. Yeah, and you'd think they'd preload the game onto them, but it's like, no, you still got to buy the game separate. Oh, so yeah. Got to link it to your Nintendo it, account. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no more pre-ordering games. You're paying more than You've learned those lessons. You're paying more than twenty dollars for a game play. or thirty-five dollars for an anime game. There you go. <laughs> Lesson learned. Um, what about you, Patrick? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, I think. I don't think we asked, um... man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got for the cu- we got for the couch already. <sighs> yeah, right. Well, uh, no, nah, what was it, Pat? Don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested Tell in Tell us what it was and why it's Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> Um, I so I've I've got a couple because uh, a couple of I, Neko Para games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I I I have a couple because I I'm I'm trying to figure out. I, yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple in my mind. I think I think the the first one would have been pre-ordering MotorStorm One for six hundred bucks. What? <laughs> oh, because of the console. Because it came with a yes. PS3. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that makes you feel considerably. Oh, I, I guess Final Fantasy Thirteen would be mine then, because I got my three sixty with it. But yeah, sorry, go on. Um, option two was that I bought the like I I, I bought the full like um, uh, band hero like with the drum kit and guitar and mic and stuff. Oh which, man, yeah, that that costs money. That that I, I managed to get fairly cheap for like two twenty, I think. But for what it was, I think that was a pretty good deal. Uh, but in terms of just an addition. I think it would have been one of the Forza Ultimate Editions, which I think... Oh, that was so expensive, actually. I think, like because they came with, like, season pass DLC and stuff, the top was either 150 or 180 New Zealand, yes. which is still quite a bit below Oof. you guys, but um, that's probably the most expensive one-off game that I've bought. Yeah, Forza um, Horizon 3 was... Yeah, I think I think it cost me about 180 Australian uh, for the Big Boy Edition, or 150. I definitely uh, didn't pay more than more than 180 for any of them, but it was definitely up around that mark. Because the game, the game alone was 100, so then yeah. that plus the DLC on top. Worth every cent, but... Oh, I mean, you're absolutely. coming out of this conversation of like 150, 180 being the top mark for yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's pretty sane. <laughs> um, Compared I, to some of the other choices and 
games mentioned, especially ones that were bad and disliked. <laughs> I, I, I like how good I got you guys with the Motorstorm one, though. I've been sitting on that for like yeah. a while. Um, I, I, I was actually. I, I knew as soon as you mentioned, like as soon as you said the price tag, I was like, oh, because it came with the console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. slightly too high. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for writing in Anonymous. Hopefully that answers your question. If anyone out there is listening and has a question they would like us to answer, they can write to us. We have a mailbag. Uh, which would be fasttravellounge at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at fasttravellounge.sunsl. That is missing one of the L's in the middle. Uh, don't ask why. It's a whole thing. You had to be there. Uh, or Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a follow on Spotify, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, or any other way of showing your appreciation on whatever platform you might be listening to this on. But uh, other than that, should we do a really quick 10 second what people are up to for, for this next week? Uh, anyone got anything notable to add in there? Anyone playing Elden Ring? Yeah, I'll be playing. I, I'm actually skipping on Elden Ring at the moment because uh, I, I can't remember if we said it on podcast or right before recording, but um, some things came up and I can't actually afford it this week. So that will have to sit on the back burner for a while, actually, while I work through uh, some of my backlog. Fair enough. Anything from you, Steve? Um, hopefully I'll fucking finish Persona 4. I've been, I put like 85 hours into it. Like, oh, I know I say it every week. Oh, 80, 85, you're pretty close. I'm getting there, but like it's, yeah, I just finished that last time. You're almost close to the speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Anyway, uh, that concludes episode 13. Thank you for joining us here at Fast Travel Lounge and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.